a North-South Connection. It is Friday, and as always, you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the AEW Podcast. You know what that means. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Jordan Duncan, and my co-host, Andrew Reich, is here with a major, major announcement. Andrew, spill it. Well, the skeptics... Uh, uh, shit, Jordan, can I go again? Hey, we're live, pal. What? Uh, okay, okay, hold on. Okay, so I do have a major announcement. <laughs> The major announcement that I have, at least as far as we're concerned for this show, is that Paul White has signed an extension with AEW. No. Yes. Not only that, they renewed his Netflix show. Oh, the big show show. (laughs) And he will also get a spot on the Go Big show, and they will air back to back. So tune in to watch the big show and the Go Big show and the Big Show show. (laughs) (laughs) Right after the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> the only thing bigger than Sheldon is the Big Show show, Go Big Show show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, too, have a major announcement, Andrew. <clears throat> oh, no. We, yep. A double surprise. So Tony Khan of you. Yeah. For those of you who've been following along with us in North-South Connection, we appreciate it. But this is not really where our journey started. It goes back to the Place to Be Network. I have purchased the entire library of Reacher and the Mailman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, I, I will top that announcement because I mean we have to keep this thanks to in, in light to Tony Khan as we are watching the show live. Yes, for once, for the fans because we are deli- we want to we want to give the fans what they want. You know, we we did a show when. I had no electricity. Yep. Uh, you, we did a show when you had coronavirus. Yep. I feel like we have to like keep like walking the razor's edge. Yep. Not, Scott not Hall. Scott, <laughs> Scott Hall is the third guest. Scott. On, on His new no, ring uh, name is Scott Hall Elite. <laughs> that we we're just we're just gonna go ahead and wing this one as we're previewing towards Revolution. Yeah. Which is gonna be this weekend, but. We literally are watching Dynamite as a big announcement just actually legitimately happened to yeah. start the Dynamite announced by Tony Khan. Yeah, and if you are a little late, uh, obviously our show is out on Friday, a couple days after the fact. But if you have been li- living under a rock, Tony Khan announced tonight that he has purchased Ring of Honor Professional Wrestling, uh, which includes all 20-plus years of their history, their library, their footage, their intellectual property. So... Uh, he just bought two two plus decades worth of professional wrestling and good professional wrestling too. Uh, we still don't know what that means about like Ring of Honor going forward, but that's what we're here for. Wild rampant speculation. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know the last time we the last time you trademarked wild rampant skeptical. Skep- <laughs> we could do, can we do this again? Hey, yeah. we're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Was when we talked about Cody Rhodes and yeah, voila. Yeah. I, I don't even know where we're at with that. That's the WWE side of things. I'll leave that to Steve, Scott, and Nate. You know, over there to really discuss that part of it. Um, do you think it's a done deal? What the, the Ring of Honor thing? No, Cody in the WWE. No, what if Cody signed with Ring of Honor and Tony just bought it out from under him? <laughs> what if what if Tony signed Control Your Narrative just so that he could cancel it? <laughs> yeah. Which would make because they're a right wing thing, make them even stronger. <laughs> right. Build support. All of a sudden they'd be congressmen from Mississippi or Wait something. Wait till Ben Shapiro gets his hands on this. But um <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the, the thing with Brian uh, Danielson is uh, not even a good wrestler. Just look at it. It's very basic. That you can tell he's very small and weak. <laughs> the vulgarity. <laughs> Blood <Whatever>. and guts. <laughs> we we're off the rails. Yeah. But um, I and while while Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels are doing what I don't know was the inaugural match. I didn't really. It was the the inaugural main event. The first ever Ring of Honor show was main evented by Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson. And so Dynamite kicked off tonight, or this week, with that same match. Right. And there's, and the thing with Daniel Daniels, mm-hmm. oh, I have to be careful what I say because we have two of them, right. uh, is that they're having a really nice one, you know, to open the show in Daly's place because they're getting ready for Revolution. Yeah. I guess from a, from, a, from a location standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. You yeah. can get everything ready, go to Orlando, then do the Dynamite. I think in Estero, I don't even know where Estero, Florida is. Yeah, I've never heard I guess, of it. <laughs> exactly, I guess it's not too far from, like... Basically, keep everything close together, get your show together, um, and be able to do stuff as it looks like Danielson's about to tap out uh, Daniels. Mm. Like, Daniels can have a good match. I remember, though, I don't know if you remember this. I know they worked it in as an angle when he was feuding, when him and uh, SCU were feuding with the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. But don't you remember that time that Daniels tried to do the best moonsault and he botched it? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was almost like that moment where, like, like when I watched old Shaquille O'Neal tried to dunk and he couldn't dunk anymore, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, would that oh. be like Cavs Shaq, Celtics Shaq? Oh, uh, Celtic Shaq. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Celtic Shaq was bad. Like he, they, they literally traded away Kendrick Perkins because they thought that Shaq could play in the playoffs and he couldn't. Yeah. It was like it was like just kind of this revelation all of a sudden, like, you know, and it wrestlers don't fall off the side. Wrestlers can still work. Daniels just had a, yeah, I would say smarter. a nice match. Work different, yeah. Right, but like it's not what it was in 2002 when they had the first main event. But right. yeah, like you had mentioned, just to circle back to Ring of Honor, just like a lot of history. The production value, as I always mm-hmm. said on the show, was poor. It was very, very bad. Yep. Um, but the wrestling is fantastic. So many good matches, Bullet Club stuff that you can always go into. Tons of Danielson and Punk uh, archive Samoa Joe, who's not with the company, but that was his home. Yeah. You know, before I mean, he went to for TNA. years, this was basically a DVD company. You know, right. Like that's how it started with Rob I mean, Vines. So many of today's guys, like their history is intertwined with Ring of Honor, like the ones you just mentioned. But I mean, even like like gosh, who else? Uh, Adam Cole, uh, Red Dragon. Uh, Hangman oh, Page, Kevin Steen, yeah, though. like guys that aren't even in AEW, like uh, Rollins, Tyler Black, you know, like so many of these guys. That, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Nigel McGinnis, God, uh, Nigel popped God in my head too, and I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. oh gosh, man. Uh, you talk about a guy that missed the title wave. I mean, the injury, the hepatitis. It yeah. just everything just came up. No yeah, black his name guys. Was Nigel, that didn't help. um i mean if i had to like think back like you know danielson you know that i just remember that match with morishima where he almost blew like yeah his eyeball yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) like and uh the briscoes maybe they'll actually show up and wrestle ftr like (laughs) uh rampantly speculating but um yeah, is the possibilities endless? Is this like WCW getting bought by the WWE or WWF at the time? No, but there was a lot of things you can do from a synergy standpoint to um, create some interest. Um, right. I mean, Ring of Honor effectively is dead, but I think Tony Khan has enough respect 
for what Ring of Honor represented to independent wrestling fans because him and he himself is such a not, I don't want to say a mark but a fanboy for indie wrestling that he would like to try to do something to um, reinvigorate it and not just like bury it dead yeah. like Vince did. It, it, it feels very similar to Vince buying WCW in the sense that he was buying footage. And if he could do anything with it as a current product, that's just a, a cherry on top. Now, we know history tells us they didn't do much with WCW as a current product. It ended up just being a heel faction, you know, where they no, were a almost touring became, company. Yeah. It almost became popular for them in spite of right. their efforts. Right. It was weird. You know, so, I mean, Tony announcing that he's purchased Ring of Honor. And again, we tape on, we're taping live as it was announced, and this episode airs on a Friday. So between now and Friday, there might be some more information. He might just be buying it for the library, which we talked about before we went on the air. You know, really the big thing for most people now is streaming services. You know, and we were talking about rumors and maybe an HBO Max deal and stuff. And I think one thing that's hampered AEW is they don't have a lot of history. What can you stream three three years worth? Yeah, that's a lot of content, but it's really not a lot of content at the same time. There, yeah. It can't air it unless we're kind of joking about being live, pal. Like you, you can't air Dynamite live on HBO Max. It right. would be next day. Right, but now you've got the same deal that WWE has with Hulu. Right. Yeah. Now you go from three years of of library to twenty plus years of library, and now you've got a little base to build a streaming service off of. If that's the next step, um, what do is, you think? And that's a good launching point. What would you think as John Moxley lectures Brian Danielson about something? <laughs> <laughs> Probably something involving blood. Right. But <laughs> if I had to guess, from if I drink my... human blood, is that still vegan? <laughs> <laughs> is um is like like what is the next step? Like Jordan, like do you think that this leads to an independent service? Do you think they have the infrastructure to try to build something from within like that, or do you think it's going to latch on to HBO Max once they announce? Because they have. Here's the thing about HBO Max: they have gone into they're dipping their toes into soccer. Yeah. Um, you would have to imagine that it will lean into Major League Baseball, even though they're still in a lockout and it looks like it's not going to end anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I don't care. Screw baseball. Baseball sucks. <laughs> But, but yeah, like, no, I mean, I think like, the next step would have to step the big question. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you don't just invest in something without wanting to monetize your your investment. So he's got to make money off of it. And I think, like we said, Ring of Honor was a DVD company for years. I don't think that's where you make your money back. Um, and I don't even know that it's really wise to continue to have Ring of Honor operate. Because I mean, it, unless you they want to have a show in April, I think yeah. they still are. I mean, unless you, I mean, we've talked on this episode, and of course, everyone who talks about AEW, especially the critics, say their roster's bloated, so if you just want to create more space for the people that you've got signed to work, I mean, that's an option, but I think, for me, I think the streaming platform is probably the the next step that they're at least going to try to, because then you get a monthly subscription fee, you've got a, a revenue source that's permanent, and I think it's just a feather in the cap in terms of legitimacy as well, you know, to be like, we're streaming, we've got a, our own, quote, network, you know what I mean? Um, obviously not as nearly as vast as the WWE network, but, you know, to have that and to have it so quickly, um, I think it's a real win for them. So uh, that would be my guess, is, is they're going to try to some sort of stream. So not an integration with HBO Max necessarily, because HBO Max has to expand. I mean, if HBO I mean, Max hosts, well, you know, I saw online that HBO Max surprised me. I think it's fifth or sixth biggest streaming service in the world. Which, well, 
and we don't have to get into the big like non wrestling related pop cultural corporate stuff. Sure. Uh, we do we do talk about ratings a lot and like how it ties into other big sporting events and cable shows when it comes to the ratings with between AEW the war between AEW and WWE. But when it comes to HBO Max, a thing that really helped them out a lot is just like with Peacock with Universal's movies during the pandemic is that they grifted a lot of their movies onto HBO Max for the entire year of 2021 right um where you could literally watch it the first 30 days on hbo max because they knew that it was going to be a slow drizzle like drizzle to get back into theaters that's now kind of opened up as time's gone by with like spider-man making so much money i think the batman is gonna is a which is a warner brothers property is going to be coming out on friday the day this episode right (laughs) and that is not going to be on hbo max they do have a deal in place where the window the theatrical window is very short yeah so that once it's over it goes i got bit by it yeah i got bit by it because in the summer when suicide squad was on there I watched like the first 40 minutes or so, and then I can't remember. I turned it off and had to go do something, and I came back like 30 two days, days. and it's over. I came yeah. back like two days later, and it was gone. <laughs> so I've not seen the, the first I mean, 40 not minutes fan, of not Suicide Squad. Not to too much. Like the one I really went for – well, there was two. Uh, <laughs> Dune. I really mm-hmm. like Dune. And um, the last one, the Matrix movie was pretty cool. Oh, okay. I even think too – like HBO Max is kind of carving itself it, – they might be eager to – link up with aw because they're fighting too you know to to carve out their little niche niche in this uh in this streaming world they've got their own uh they've got peacemaker they've got i've never watched it but euphoria is like a big deal like that's a big very show. popular with the young people yeah so i mean they're you they're working on their own man, is, yeah is hook on is hook in euphoria oh send they hook to, to send euphoria hook. <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I it's not a real thing yet is it quite possible because of the 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 platform uh connections with uh time of course of course they can do that with aw i just find it funny if it really does wind up that way the idea that wwe is on peacock where their biggest property is the office which is kind of like a safe network like but beloved type of comedy yeah i know exactly where you're going because i'm thinking today it's on a streaming service that has the Sopranos, The Wire, and Euphoria. Yeah, and, <laughs> even The Peacemaker, too. Have you seen clips of that show? Oh, my <laughs> God. It's brutal. I saw – I don't know if anyone's seen Peacemaker, but the um, the intro is – it's one of the funniest intros I've ever seen. Yeah, it's such a goofy, like, dance. Right. Glam rock. <clears throat> and, yeah, Steve uh, Willie uploaded a TikTok of himself doing that dance, I think. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I just got breaking news. Oh, no. Don't Tony Khan has purchased Steve Willie's Honor Club account. Oh my gosh, Steve Willie is all elite. You heard it here Jordan, first. Jordan, we can't have Tony Khan access our bank accounts just yet. No. We're gonna have we're gonna have to delete the passwords. <laughs> well, I know I, I don't remember what my password is, but I know someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like every person that's lived in the like that was born between what nineteen ninety eight. Oh yeah, and like. 
2010. Which sidebar, <laughs> totally not what we do a show about, but is the most frustrating thing in the world when you have to like reset a password because you can't remember it. So you get the email link and it says, type your new password in, you put it in and it says, can't be an old password. I'm like, no, Ugh, I hate that. Like when I type in, like, let's say my password is, I don't know, just, uh, the just defenders. Add a, just add a special character. Yeah, let's say my password is the defenders or something. <laughs> and I'm convinced that's what it is. And I go for a new password and I type the defenders in and they say, no, it can't be an old one. I'm like, that's what I said it was. But anyways. <laughs> um. so so no is a so in terms of the announcements as we're watching it live you never know right um but is hbo max will, will aw be televised on hbo max maybe not maybe it'll be waiting ring yeah. of honor what a great coup but i do know something that will be televised and that's revolution yes the revolution will be televised. the revolution will be televised <laughs> on pay-per-view yes not- on pay-per-view you know, if they did a part partnership, it would have to be similar like ESPN Plus and UFC. It would have yeah. to be something where, okay, we'll give you this, but you got to get the pay-per-view. Like, that may, makes yeah. sense. Or even if it's like a discount on the pay-per-view, you know? Like, if you pay $50 through Bleacher Report or whatever they use now, but if you have it through HBO whatever, Max, yeah. you know, it's twenty nine ninety nine or something, that's still a deal, you know? So. But yeah, Revolution is coming up this Sunday, and it's a stacked card, man. Whew. Um I was no, looking, no leaks this time. Yeah, I was I was looking <laughs> over the card. There's really only one match where I'm like, eh, you know, um, eh, maybe two, but still, uh, I think this is going to be a heck of a show. I'm pretty pumped about it. So if this is your first time listening, this is our 13th episode, what are you waiting for? What, what, what took you so long, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but we do appreciate you being here and listening to us Thank as you. always. You know, feel free to download, uh, subscribe, and leave great reviews, not just for our show, but for every show on uh, the North-South Connection. A lot of people put in a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of good content. But uh, what we do is we meet every couple of weeks, me and Andrew. We talk about all things All Elite. Uh, we kind of were a little bit uh, formulaic for a while where we go over each individual show that we missed and go match by match. Now we kind of go off uh, a note sheet. But since it's a pay-per-view preview, going to be fairly cut by numbers tonight. We're going to go over every match that we're going to see on Sunday and uh, offer our predictions and our thoughts and what we expect and what we hope to see. So... Uh, should we just go top to bottom or, uh, you know, yeah, we... and like just to piggyback your point is that what we re- realized as we tried to do breakdowns and recaps is that like, and I, I do take pride in being in, in you and me doing the AEW an AEW centric podcast yeah. for the place to be nation network of podcasts. Cause you know, we when we started the show, we were just very surprised that there wasn't one. Right. However, what we were surprised by as times goes, as time went by, is that even with every two weeks, there's just so much. There right. is so much AEW wrestling. Is some of it kind of like meaningless, like dark and dark elevation? Maybe, but like there's always something that always pops up. And then there's the news cycle, which it just seems like as the war ramped up between AEW and WWE, when CM Punk got there, then Danielson and Cole got there, it just hasn't lightened it, up. It that has. Much. It hasn't lined up that much, right? right. That's even better. even though, I mean, obviously you can't have debuts as big as CM Punk every week, but there's still guys showing up, and it's still like kind of got that fun excitement where when somebody gets released, like the latest one is Antonio Cesaro left the WWE. So, of course, everyone's like, ooh, is he going to go to All Elite? Is he going to go to Ring of Honor? Is he going to go Tony to Tony Khan Japan? was asked that during the car wash of media calls, yeah. and he said, obviously he said he'd be interested. 
Yeah. So. Well, he's got a whole bunch of Claudio Castagnoli footage now. So there's another guy. <laughs> so Claudio was a. For those who don't know, he teamed up with Chris Hero and the King, and they did a tag team yeah, called the Kings, Kings of Wrestling. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Awesome tag team. And yeah. I, if you want to see some really good Claudio stuff, who who owns the Chikara Library? Uh, because Claudio was like the perfect base for all these guys, including uh, Orange Cassidy, who was one of the ants, which I didn't know until like six months ago. It blew my mind that Orange Cassidy was fire ant, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, these there's guys a, would all dive and flip, and Claudio was the one that caught them all, and they jumped off of him. He was just such a perfect power so base. so strong. Yeah. He can do so much. Yeah. I do know, I do understand that the thing, for, for those who don't know, is that his deal with WWE actually expired. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he wasn't um, released. He just didn't they resign. Did, it was similar to Brian Danielson, who he had kind of like kayfabed with as a, as his friend when Daniel Bryan was on the way out, mm-hmm. which is ironic, but that he, they just didn't come to a deal and they just kind of like shook hands and, and parted ways from there. Um, right. But yeah, he's just he's very talented. His promos aren't great. We Everybody knew that was his weakness all the way up to when he was in the indies. But yeah, he uh, there's a YouTube account, uh, awesome dude, uh, Joseph uh, Manicello or Manicello, mm-hmm. and he detailed that one of his favorite feuds ever was uh, Claudio and Eddie Kingston mm, okay. in Chikara. So he, um, yeah, a lot of history there too. Let me ask you. Maybe, uh, Mike, maybe Mike Quackenbush is going to show up at Daily's <laughs> in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Mike Quackenbush is all on to determine the last member of their tag titles match. Uh, hey, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, is your daughter a Girl Scout or has she ever been in anything like that? Um... No. Okay. So she's just started playing soccer. Gotcha. Just because it's Girl Scout cookie season um, here. Uh, and my – do you eat Girl Scout cookies at all? Andrew? Yeah. Do you eat Girl Scout cookies? Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Here's here's where I'm going with this. You're probably like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So, I was like, this is almost like one of those ones where The Rock asked the woman, like, do you die? <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like staying in there like. It's nothing like that. I'm looking on my desk that I'm sitting on because uh, my wife bought several boxes of Girl Scout cookies last week from a friend of ours whose daughter's in the Girl Scouts. And the ones that I like are the peanut butter ones, the tagalongs, and I've got an empty box on my desk. And how I eat them is I, I pull, open it up and I'll eat like two and they'll be like, oh, that's enough. And then I just eat another one. And then I just eat another one. And then I just eat another one. And I feel like AEW's roster is like Girl Scout cookies where it's like, okay, that's plenty. Oh, Claudio's available? Okay, maybe just one more. Okay, that that's that's plenty. That's plenty. Oh, Buddy Murphy? Okay, one more. You know, it feels like that's where we are as wrestling fans. We're like, we've eaten too much, but then we see one more. We're like, yeah, maybe you could squeeze him in too. And then you and then you turn into the Oompa Loompa Blueberry Girl and uh, right. Willy Wonka. Yeah, um, you know. And we had we had talked a lot about. We don't have to retread it, but like we talked a lot about that in the last episode. When we talked about. Cody's departure and how it was going to be complicated for fans, especially the diehard AEW fans, to understand the fact that it was going to be hard for um, to like give this like calculus of well because Cody's gone, we can add this like we can add Buddy Matthews, we can add a Keith Lee, yeah. Like yeah, you you're right, you can do that, but there is a limit. There is a point where. You can't really do too much, not only from a financial standpoint, Jordan, from a card standpoint. We're right. looking at this match card on the notes, and it's fucking loaded. Like, right. And there's a lot of people on this card that are in the roster that I really like who are not 
they're not booked. They're dentist stamped. <laughs> they're not booked. <laughs> you know, it's it it's gonna be difficult. And yeah, it's it's easy to get another like take get your hand in that jar one more time, yep. dip in one more time. But there is a point where you have to like tap out. Like right. there is a point. Right. And so you know, I mean, I guess. Ring of Honor maybe is a way to open up the cupboards a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. But let's talk about uh, one thing we do know is that there is a pay-per-view that's got a lot of good matches. Let's start right at the top with the world title, Hangman Adam Page, the Battle of the Atoms. Hangman Adam Page taking on Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. Um, the story took a little while to get there, but I think the few segments we've had have been pretty hot where Cole came out and basically challenged Page face-to-face. He had a great line where he's like, anytime we're together, you just wind up being the other Adam. Um, and then uh, Red Dragon jumped Paige, and Paige got some revenge. The Bucks have uh, not so subtly been not joining in on those beatings uh, and not really helping a whole lot. Um, but yeah, that's our main event. Uh, I think it'll be a heck of a match, Paige versus Cole. My gut says that Paige walks out as champion because the bigger story is, you know, Cole and Red Dragon versus the Bucks and Kenny. Um, do we see Kenny return to save his friend Adam Page? What do you think? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gathering like yeah. a few things about the other Adams and yeah. like I, I think the I think the good idea maybe we maybe 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 Cole can like get the advantage by hitting Paige in the Adam's apple. You get it? <laughs> yes. That's the most dad's joke thing I've ever seen. Maybe they'll bring in Brian Adams, both the singer <laughs> and the wrestler. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brian Adams. Wait, which one's but, dead? The wrestler or the singer? Wrestler is dead. Okay. Okay. Brian Adams crush passed away like a long, long time ago. Okay. But the singer's still with us. Summer of 69, Brian Adams. Yes, thankfully. Okay. I, okay. I actually almost thought of going to one of his concerts, but it started raining, and I was like, eh. It's a shame, because, you know, I, everything he does, he does it for you. That song is was our wedding dance song. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, trivia, and then we can get back to this AEW World title. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack was that movie song. Oh, I know. I know what it is. It's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes! <laughs> and... We can bring it right back to wrestling because, as we've talked about right here on this podcast, not to be confused with the TNT Robin Hood show that had Hulk Hogan versus the Giant during the commercials. And, you know, Hangman's hair, it does have a striking resemblance to Kevin Costner in that movie. Yeah, it does. Like, kind of like, it's it's almost like it's thinning a little bit, but it's wavy, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to a match where Adam Hangman Page doesn't have to bleed himself to death. I don't think you're going to get it on this one. I think he's going to bleed still. The the thing for Adam Cole, and um, this is is not necessarily related to his run in AEW, which some people have criticized and been a little bit kind of like eye-rolling about. comedy, too too heavy on comedy. Yeah, they're not pushing him. He's he's not taking it seriously. Look at him dressed up like a Ghostbuster and with no context whatsoever of him being in the elite and doing BTE and being a comedic guy or that being Halloween when he was in a costume. (laughs) Yes. So they, they know him for undisputed era. And here's the thing about Adam Cole. And this is why I think the match will be told like an absolute, not maybe a show stealer. We could talk about that uh, when we finish this part, but like when he did that match with Johnny Gargano in, I think it was in Brooklyn. Uh, when Ciampa went out, because Ciampa had a bad neck, and uh, he yeah. couldn't wrestle in the NXT title match. So 
Cole went in. I remember the feeling that people had, like, oh, that'd be cool. Let's give Cole a try. And they had a fucking barn burner of a match. Yep. And it would not shock me, Jordan, if the same thing happened. Where people, like, kind of, like, lackadaisical their way through mm-hmm. it, if that's a verb, and saying... I don't know. It's kind of doesn't look like it has steam. I know Cole's kind of like a Shawn Michaels uh, clone who can make something out of nothing. But you know, I I think they can have an amazing match with no tricks. Yeah. They just go out there and have a great wrestling. And match. I think the same for Paige too, in the sense that with all these hot acts that have come in really since his title reign, he does like. <laughs> It's weird because he's the world champion, and I think they treat him well as the champion. It's not like when like when Benoit won it back in 2004 and then he was in the middle of the card. I don't think he's necessarily overshadowed so much as he doesn't have the star power of CM Punk or Brian Danielson or John Moxley. So people kind of forget how good he is, and then he has a match like against Lance Archer, and you're like, oh yeah, this is freaking awesome. I forget. So I think it's a, a similar case with both guys where people... Uh, I don't know. It's like we're forgetting just what made these guys stars in the first place. I remember you know? that happened with Cena for a little while. This is really inside baseball, but I remember when Cena was kind of like on TV a lot and he started getting booed. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but like around 06 and 07, they started dialing back Cena a little bit more on television. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, old Cena only comes out for the big stuff. Right. Instead of being on the show all the time, like in the Attitude Era, where, like, I don't know if people watch those old Attitude Era shows, but, like, Austin and The Rock were on those shows literally all, all over the place. Yeah. They were on every quarter hour because they were trying to beat WCW every time in the ratings, just pound, pound, pound. Whereas with um, Cena, it was like they realized they were oversaturating it, mm-hmm. so they dialed it back. Here's the problem, and we talked about this too with Cody, is like, how long can you hold those cards in your deck? Like, at what point do you just have to, all right, let's go out there and have this match, this match, this match, because they're not always going to be there. Yeah, and they're, that's true. The opportunities might be lost due to injury, Kenny Omega, um, departure, Cody. I know some people don't care that we didn't get the dream match between Cody Rhodes and Heyman Page. <laughs> but, like, my point is, It like, would have been a good match, yeah. Things happen. Things happen. Uh, like you know, we might never get Punk versus Danielson because they just don't cross paths. Right. Like I, I'm sure if Tony Khan can will it, he can. He literally just bought Ring of Honor because he woke up one day and felt like doing it. Right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Like um, I feel like Hangman is uh, he's de-emphasized sometimes, but not in the narrative of what AEW is. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, he's de-emphasized, but not in the sense, like, oh, he's not as important. But like you said, he's not right. oversaturated. I think if you if he was forced out there all the time, like, oh, if he was Punk's tag partner a couple weeks ago, something like that, then you run the risk of people starting to be like, all right, we get it, you know, and, like, yeah. growing tired of him. Whereas I think we're getting just enough of him to where we're not tired of him yet. And if anything, I feel like he should be wrestling a little more than he does. But I think and it's kind of cool. that's not on purpose. Yeah, like, I, I exactly. Same here. Like, I think right. that whoever is the next world champion will be kind of handled the same way. I think that's just how they view their world championship is he's the world champion. He doesn't wrestle as often as anyone else does. Uh, and I'm fine with that. You know, I'm fine with that methodology. It kind of goes back to... The Hogan days, you know, Hulk didn't wrestle every Saturday morning, but he wrestled at every Saturday night's main event. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and Adam Cole's got a nice angle going in that they had to kind of cook up really quick. But then again, remember, Eddie <clears throat> Kingston and CM Punk had to do the same thing yeah. leading into full gear. And they were able to cook up a really nice feud, but they used emotion and 
just grit and nastiness. Right. Whereas with Colin Page, it's pretty much built on respect. Literally, one of their promos leading into this ended with them shaking hands. We're so, about to get a wild card team in the tag team battle royal as we are recording live. Uh, it's the tag team, the casino battle royal. Um, and I will tell you who it is in just a second. It's two guys I don't recognize. <laughs> I'm on delay, so yeah. Well, it's picture Jordan, in picture, so and I'm watching on my phone. I'm just guessing. I'm yeah. just guessing it's Luther and Serpentico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on my phone, so it's already a small screen, and it's picture in picture, so it's like I cannot really tell who these guys that are. That is pretty. That is pretty. Peter Avalon is it and Paul Ryan London. Demon. No. The, <laughs> oh, is it really you know, Peter Avalon and that is pretty Ryan Peter Demon? Avalon with he came back with the most well coiffed hair, Jordan. Yeah. Like it would make William Regal jealous. <laughs> well, if they ever want to do an angle where someone is an imposter, Dalton Castle, they've got their man. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Jordan. In your heart, who yeah. is the other Adam? Because the thing for uh, Cole <laughs> is that, like, it, he has won everywhere. Yeah. He's a, and he and deserved. He's a, he's a well accomplished wrestler. Every promotion, he works his ass off. I mean, he won the he Ring of Honor title like three times, I think. He had a match with Preston Vance on Rampage, where I'm like, and I like. 10, yeah. uh, Dark Order 10, but it was like, this might be tough. Yeah. He, had, he made something of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, Adam Cole's amazing. Like, yeah. that's why he's compared to Shawn Michaels all the time. It's not just the looks. Yeah. It's it's the style. Mm -hmm. So, like, who's the other Adam to you? Like, when you think of two Adams, do you think of that one, or is it still Brian Adams? <laughs> it's Adam Bob. Adam, it's Adam Morris. It's Adam Bob. <laughs> Adam Bob. <laughs> you know, he said Adam Morrison from Gonzaga. <laughs> I don't know. Adam Adam Cole might be crying too if he loses his match. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, it's interesting because, like, I think I prefer uh, Hangman Page, but I also know that it's just my personality. I always like to be a little bit contrarian. Whereas if everybody loves a guy, I'm gonna be like, well, I like this guy, you know. And I think Cole is certainly probably the more. I don't want to say he's more popular because people really do like Adam Page. But, I mean, Adam Cole with the boom and the Adam Cole baby still is the loudest pop of the night in most nights. Huge. And when that's the main event intro, it will yep. it, it will be over, but, as, as the kids call it. I will say this, though. <laughs> the crowd is going to cheer for him when he comes out, but when that match is going, they're going to be cheering for Hangman Page, which is about the best thing you can hope for. Is and that that's the point yep. of that whole discussion we had months ago when, that, that the great Aaron George pitched to us about – are there too many faces? Are there too many heels? They're all the same. It's it's how much care you put into them and how much reverence the fans have for them. Right. And I feel like Adam Cole has reverence. Yeah. Where, where he goes, people follow. You re look at the YouTube hits. It's there, too. Yep. People watch him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that Paige retains the title because I think the story with Cole is not him as world champion. I think it's more with this whole faction thing, and I think it's going to lead to... I guess I, the natural progression of the story to me is Kenny Omega comes back and sides with the Bucks, but does that happen at Revolution? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we see Cole lose and turn on the Bucks all, and Kenny comes back all in the same night. That's a lot to happen in one night. That seems loaded, and there is another match later that we're going to preview that might kind of tail into that right so exactly so but i think that's i think that's where we're going and I'm, i don't think like i'm being nostradamus here i think that's where a lot of people see it going and that's okay you know sometimes storytelling is predictable because it's the right story to tell 
you know right um and i think that is the right story to tell I it's think about it's, the journey yep yep you know with jay white siding on the side of red dragon and I don't follow New Japan enough to to know this. I had to read this. Apparently, oh wait, I, Jay- I just got breaking news again. Okay. Uh, Tony Khan has bought New Japan. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. Speaking of which, back on AEW, uh, Brock Anderson is in the ring, looking like a wrestler straight out of the AWA. Breaking news: Tony Khan has purchased the AWA library. <laughs> Not only did he purchase the AWA, he put back the tag team series. <laughs> For those who don't know, he did this televised series that my my wrestling soulmate Ryan, who I always mention, he tried to explain it to me. And this was literally three months ago. And I'm almost 40 years old. I've seen a lot of wrestling. I still didn't understand what he said. <laughs> I'm not sure what archive it's on. It's somewhere in the place to be nation. But me and Steve Will. Me and Steve Willie did a live watch of an AWA show that was just one of the most bizarre shows I've ever seen in my life. And all the uh, and to top it off, all the wrestling was bad too. So, and I can guarantee you, Colonel De Beers was in it. Well, oh, was he? I know Baron Von Raschke was. I think he was. I think you're right. I that was the Tommy Dreamer of AWA. <laughs> yeah, right. Even when the lights were out and everyone left, he was still there sitting there. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, uh, again, I think we're in agreement that Hangman Page retains. And, you know, we're kind of not giving maybe the time that it deserves. I think it's going to be a heck of a match, like you said. I, th- I think it could steal the show. I think there's a lot of matches on here that could steal the show. Uh, it will end the show, um, even though other matches maybe have a little bit more hype, which leads us to our next match. CM Punk, MJF in a dog collar match. This one's been a war of the words. Uh, we talked in our last episode about how the promo work was a little bit much with the explanations and stuff like that with Punk and MJF. But I think we've kind of got to a point where they're really in a groove, both of these guys. Last week on Dynamite, MJF gave a total babyface promo, which left Punk bewildered. And as we're watching live while we tape, maybe we'll get an explanation um, it was a really interesting turn that they took where MJF came out, didn't insult the crowd, didn't play it up as a heel, even a little bit, and basically said, CM Punk was my hero, and he betrayed me, and uh, wrestling betrayed me, but I'm back. And he, It was so sympathetic, and of course, the wrestling fan in you thinks... He's going to swerve and kick Punk in the nuts. You know what I mean? It's right. just a question of when. So, But, but the thing that made the MJF promo work and was, it, uh, it was because, um, the, like, I'm trying to get to the like to the main point of it. But basically, when you he was done with the promo, regardless of how diabolical he's been, yep. regardless of the fact that he cheated to beat Punk in Chicago and all these other thing, underhanded things he's always done and running down fans and blah, 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 and how Punk is just, like, seething to get back at him, which led to him challenging him to the dog collar match where he got a great line where he said, will you be my Valentine, yeah, yeah. which was a, You want to be Piper, to, yeah, with the Piper Valentine. Yeah, this, this match is taking place in Portland, right? Yeah, right. It's a dog Breaking news, it- Tony Khan has just purchased the Portland <laughs> Library. He's purchased the Portland Trailblazers, and he's <laughs> traded Damian Lillard for ECW. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> CJ McCollum is all elite. Oh, wait, he's not on the Blazers yeah. anymore. <laughs> he's a Pelican. That's too yeah. late. But, um... <laughs> 
uh, Zion Williamson is in Portland avoiding New Orleans just almost as much as AEW has. Yeah, right. He decided to have a fucking show there. Impact Wrestling got to New Orleans before. Uh, and <laughs> before I was Zion. there. I was literally at an Impact Wrestling show before an AEW show. Jordan, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> You know, we I mean we'll we could talk about that in the land yet about yeah. impact. But like as as we're like talking about the MJF promo, it, it was definitely Meltzer loved it. I think everyone loved it. The reason why it worked is because at the end you said, you know, he's got a point. Yep. Like and that's the whole that and it's the Mick Foley theory. Mm-hmm. The heel has to believe he's right. And that was the reason why it worked. He said, I I became something I you know, I was just a ADHD riddled Jewish person in high school getting bullied by people and you could tell he was digging into like a real human side of him mm-hmm. and um and there were some nice touches here but the thing he said was that um I did I became what I wanted to become in spite of CM Punk yep. and that's what I that's why I'm mad that he turned that he didn't that he abandoned me and I will never quit. And then Punk comes out and this was really good. He doesn't use the microphone and he just literally goes into MJF's face and goes, is that true? Yep. Like almost very human. Speaking for the audience. Yep. Right. Very cool. And that's kind of where it ended from there. Uh, Because the thing is when, when we didn't get the you're on for the dog collar match, like MJF was shook. Yep. Like he doesn't want this. He'll, he'll take the match. But because one way or another, Punk is Punk from a kayfabe standpoint. He's going to get the match he wants. But is MJF ready for it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, MJF was the one needling him over and over to try to get the match. He got it. He beat him. And yep. outsmarted Punk. Now Punk's ready for more. Yep. He's ready for number two. And MJF is... Is he balking or is he playing psychological games so he could try to get an advantage? Because the dog collar match, you know, I, and I know this sounds cliche, it's a violent match. Like, I've seen some pretty nasty ones, including Punk with Jimmy Rave. Yeah, like which Vader. they now own the property. They, they own the footage to now, you know? like Oh, believe you me, we're going to see that on the sizzle reel before they go out there in Orlando and have that match. Oh, yeah. But... And it's simple. I mean, for the I mean, anybody who's listening to this show knows this because they're very well informed wrestling fans. Like you have to have, you have to hit all four turnbuckles, drag the guy. But it, it's it's not it can it can be built up to be a really nasty grudge match. Yep. If you do it right. Yep. You know. Yeah, I mean, Punk had the the Jimmy Rave match. I think I think he had one with Raven, but I don't know if that was Ring of Honor or TNA. Me neither. I can't remember. But it was with uh, Raven, I remember, correct? I remember Eddie had his with JBL. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, in like the early OOs. Uh, I think I said it's Vader and Sting. That's one of my favorites. And yeah. um, God, and I mean obviously Piper and Va- Valentine. That's what they were referring to. Starcade '83. Yeah, first and, Starcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the very first one. Um, I, I'm out of I'm out of Tony Khan just bought jokes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think the match will be really. I mean. Like, dude, Tony Khan must be like literally like just like dre- daydreaming about ECW as he write, writes this these scripts. Like, right. he had one involving uh, the next match that we talk about, and then he had this one where he's like, "It's not going to be the ring's not going to be sh- stained with your shitty spray tan. It's going to be stained in blood." Right. And then the next one says something, something blood. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like watching this these promos on Dynamite, and I'm like. This is really dark. Yeah. 
Yeah, this definitely deserves to be on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, I'm really hyped for this show coming into? It's not just like, okay, yeah, this match is going to rule, this match is going to rule. I think I could see a lot of the matches like this one. Who wins here? I mean, do, does Punk win? Yes. Because I think, I think he back. wins, but I think there's an argument for either direction. And I think with a lot of these matches, you could realistically go either direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Punk wins here because I think another match result plays into where MJF moves on uh, yep. from there. So, I mean, everything you said, like, this has really been a well-done a well done feud. Um, and even if Punk wins the final match, it's important to show that the first person to beat CM Punk was an AEW guy. We talked about this in our last episode. It was MJF. The first person to beat Brian Danielson was an AEW guy, Hangman Page, like one of the newer guys. Not that Hangman Page is necessarily new, but, you know, when this company launched, he was not the top-tier guy, you know. Um, and so they're building their future by having their stars do the right thing and make these guys stars. Now, yeah, they end up winning their rematches and things like that, and that's that can be done right, that can be done wrong. And I know wrong, some people are but... going to, and we've talked about this, but I mean, I feel like, we, I feel like we've hit a lot of hit a lot of the, the notes on these things, but um, in terms of booking wrestling matches, because I think AEW is pretty smart at this stuff, and, yeah. you know, they, they know how to, as you had said really well, uh, going into full gear, land the plane. Yeah. Like, being able to really hit the story right. But, like, convention is okay. Yeah. Like, you know, you tell – like you had said earlier, you tell the story. The story sounds predictable because that's the story that needs to be told. Right. And, and like, so if Punk gets the win back, okay, you trade it off. We need the rubber match. So yep. we can kind of keep it going. I don't think this is over. Like, right. I feel like there's a little more juice left in this. And literally there will be juice because I think there will be blood in this <laughs> yeah, match. There will. And Hangman Page will be watching backstage and saying, oh, you think that's blood? And he's going to come out <laughs> just bathing in it. <laughs> Adam Cole's going to be like, dude, I didn't even touch you yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's going to blade himself with his belt but, um, on the how, way out. I mean, MJF can do some violent matches. Like, um, I'm trying to like, – I mean, he obviously he did blood and guts with the inner circle and the pinnacle. Yeah. Um, will the pinnacle be involved? I would say yeah. I would say you might see Wardlow. Um. See, I, know he's I, I don't, match. and I think that's going to play okay. into the punks, to the, the MJF the, stories. I think that MJF is going to come down on Wardlow for not helping. Okay. That's what I think. Or or helping wrong, like costing him. Remember when Shawn Michaels admonished uh, Sid, and when Sid beat the crap out of him? Uh, yeah. Which actually was right around the same time as that promo that I made fun of uh, to start the show. Um, everybody was like, Sid, that's horrible. Don't do that. With Warlow, it's going to be like, yeah! Exactly. <laughs> Kill this guy. <laughs> Honestly, I think they can... They, they, they don't even have to do it at this show. If Warlow just snaps and kills Sean Spears, that's good enough, I think, for the fans. Because I can't wait oh my God. to see Sean Spears just get wrecked by the guy. <laughs> I got to give credit, though, to Sean Spears. Yep. He oh, knows 100%. how to the situation. Like he sucks. Like, I don't care about him at all, but he has made in me... In the ring, I don't care for yeah, him. Yeah, right? I want to see him take such a beating right now. Like... <laughs> When, dude, I'll, I'll tell you, I did not laugh. Like, it was a very good, like, kayfabe, like, oh, my God, this dude has it coming to him kind of laugh. Like, when Triple H was, like, the top heel in, yeah. uh, uh, in the WWF, uh, where Sean Spears goes to Wardlow, and he says, guy, you got to stop doing the Symphony of Powerbombs. It's not getting over. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> When this and you're right, when Warlow finally does it, yep, big pop, yep. right, yep. 
Uh, so yeah, I think we're in agreement that Punk wins this one. Whether this yeah. ends the Punk MJF story, I think that they'll fight again. But I think MJF may take a sidetrack into Wardlow territory before that happens. That's just my guess. I think this kickstarts the the and Wardlow MJF. Remember, he MJF wants Wardlow thing. again because he knows Wardlow was the one who got him. Right. He had him beat. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be a situation where both of them want to fight Wardlow coming out of this. Punk wants to get that win back and. MJF wants to teach him a lesson because I think Wardlow's might either not going to be there to help him win or he's going to cost him the win inadvertently. I think MJF's like Mitch McConnell. He's like he'll he'll be like, like a turtle without a shell. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, I man, this guy hates me, but I need him. <laughs> yeah. I love the blood and guts very very much in this company. That's a Mitch McConnell. <laughs> wait, wait, I have breaking news. Tony Khan has purchased the Republican Party. Oh, that was pro- the control your, control your narrative is now AEW property. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that whole CYN thing? Where basically it became pretty obvious that yeah. like right wing corporate type of entities are paying for it. I will basically s- have a MAGA wrestling promotion. I will say one thing, and I have to tread carefully with it. Okay. One of the things that they're apparently featuring is that the fans can pay money to say whatever they want to a wrestler and the wrestler has to take it. Have you heard this? Like, that's a thing. And if you're catering to that crowd, you might not want to have minorities on your roster because your fan base could get exposed real fast. And I'm trying to gingerly put this... Yeah, but. and I and yeah, and I agree. And you know, we've we've said this before on the shows, especially when uh, we had issues with Omicron um, uh, possibly interrupting wrestling shows. Is that like your convictions? Your convictions. Right. Every a lot, everything is politicized. Unfortunately, there's a lot of toxicity in wrestling fandom. So yeah. there's a lot of people that if they get that open forum to do that, they would be willing to do it with because they don't feel the consequence. But I mean, Jordan, you if know they're this, empowered like, to do it. Ooh. Yeah, but there's a camera everywhere. <laughs> right. Everyone screenshots something. Yeah, you know, just like can't like what they call cancel culture, uh, which I don't think anyone really is a big fan of in, on either side. Sure. But like the thing, but the thing is, like anyone can anyone can dox you, and if you're yep. if you want to do that, you can. But you know, and I I went to a live show, and there is a sort of, there's a breaking of the fourth wall that you can enjoy from a comedic perspective as you're watching it and laughing at it. Yeah. But the thing is, there is there is that there is that like box that you want to keep yourself in of like I am a wrestling fan. I here to appreciate and respect mm-hmm. the performers. Mm-hmm. Keep my distance. Be a fan, but don't be a belligerent dick. Yeah. You know, and and I, you know, you don't want to be the super dragon guy. For those who don't know, <laughs> this is very infamous YouTube video where a fan just keeps chanting for super dragon to the point that super dragon literally gets in his face and tells him to shut the fuck up. Oh, okay, um, can I interrupt you for one second? Yeah. Tony Khan has just announced he purchased the name super dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, dude, he doesn't need to buy PWG. No. PWG is in AEW yeah. right now. Everyone except for a speedball, I think, is and on the roster. Thunder Liger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And his, and his butthole train that he has. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. Just go to YouTube, put Liger thumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, don't put butthole train, because who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Do that. 
<laughs> your mom, your mom's not gonna like that. Yeah, but put, um, put safe search on before you do that one. <laughs> oh gosh. We will transition this into Brian Danielson versus John Moxley somehow. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our our next match on the show is Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Which again, we've talked about three matches. All three of these have potential to be the best match of the night. You know, um, oh my God, yeah. I think this one could be really, really awesome. The story going in is essentially that Danielson came out and said, "Hey, Moxley, let's team up. Let's teach these young guys to be serious and and learn how to fight. We can start our own little dojo." Um, and Moxley, instead of going the traditional "no, screw you," he says, "I don't team with anybody that I don't that I don't bleed with or fight with or something like that." So. Essentially, it's like you got to fight me first, and so Danielson said, "Okay, we'll fight," and that's where we're at. Is Danielson's fighting Moxley because he wants to work with them to work together and basically run roughshod over the company, and Moxley is just a lunatic who wants to fight anybody. So, I think this is going to be intense. I think this is going to be pretty brutal, and I think it's going to be all kinds of awesome. Uh, I think Moxley, since he's come back. Um, I, without speaking too much into his personal life, I think maybe rehab is what he needed. Not to say he wasn't good before performer before that, but since he's been back, like everything's like a home run to me. Like his tag match was, was his tag match was punk was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, That's just, yeah. I mean, that was probably his weak spot before was his actual in ring work, his character work and his mic work has always been pretty good, but his in ring left a little bit to be desired. But even that I think has stepped up a notch and uh, Danielson's Danielson, the best wrestler in the world. So, uh, this, has potential to be awesome, and like I said with the last match, has potential. I, I would guess Danielson wins, uh, and I kind of hope he does, and I hope Moxley teams with him for a little bit, and we do see this nasty, disgusting tag team crushing people, but I could see Moxley winning too. I don't know. You know, I think a fantasy booking dream that a lot of people like to use, because when it had been done before, people really liked it, mm-hmm. is the two-man power trip. Yeah. They like the idea of like, hey... These two main eventers, what if they team up and they're on the same page and nobody can beat them? Yeah. You know, and like and it's the same reason like, you know, as I always try to bring everything back to NBA team. But <laughs> like like people love dynasties. Like people love having something not necessarily to root against, but to god over. Yeah. And that is some I mean, a John Moxley Brian Danielson alliance would be something to god over where you know it's even more than moxley and kingston who are amazing brawlers and when they work together they they just beat the shit out of people um but you know kingston is not i mean let's be fair he's not on the level from a work rate perspective or a stature perspective of a brian danielson so when they're together though moxley and danielson not only in terms of the way the AEW storylines have worked out and their stature but just throughout history in general for both guys they're on the same level that's why i really don't know who's gonna win like i i this might be the hardest one to figure out and also this was supposed to happen at full gear yeah i think i would guess that danielson wins just because i think the story progression is that they do team up so maybe it's kind of like uh, he, he and he's not trying to beat the he's yeah. trying to beat the respect out of like Moxley, Mo- in Moxley's eyes as a character, the beating is the respect, right? You right. know, uh, yeah. And I, I hate to like fantasy book, but you know, the talking about being serious and stuff like that, like put these two together as a tag team, have them kill people for four weeks, and then talk about someone you want to take serious, a guy named Jungle Boy and a wrestling dinosaur. Boom, you got your title program. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. 
uh, like that that could be a, a great tag feud right and because that's something and i think jurassic jungle express boy, needs can, too you know? unlike jungle boy they can both grow facial hair right exactly <laughs> exactly but like sorry. jungle boy i would guess sorry, John jungle moxley, boy, Jack, I, I love you but yeah. i'm glad you got rid of the beard right like jungle boy though i would guess john moxley probably likes a good three-way so that's just my guess but um <laughs> <laughs> when luchasaur this was a promo and when he said that about the three-way i like a good three-way and uh luchasaurus looks at him weird fun yeah funny funny, funny. yeah but so, um, this one's hard to guess. If I had to guess, Moxley. Moxley yeah, with the dunk. I don't think they'll do anything like a draw. I think we will have a winner for sure. Um, although this is a story that maybe would be like a double count out, double DQ. But Danielson's had too many draws, you know, like um, not too many. How but, long until it gets old, right? Yeah, yeah. He's had a couple already, and I think that I think that somebody will win. I think maybe what makes most sense is that he puts moxley to sleep kind of like the eddie kingston thing with the triangle choke with the middle finger in the sense that moxley doesn't really give up he's not going to give up but he gets out wrestled and choked out you know right That's my guess. uh i think man it's hard uh like dan yeah. i can see danson winning too that, yeah so i said it's really a toss of like yeah or moxley just beats him to death with a chair like either or <laughs> like makes total or sense like to and, and you just gave me you just gave me a reminder of a terrible idea i had with the nfl when they uh with ties where like um because of danielson like what if he went the distance with all of his top guys whereas like what if we had a football team that went like two one and 13 13 ties like is that a great team like right is brian danielson a great rest like from a kayfaber side are you a great wrestler if you go the distance all the time right yeah you got to be able to beat somebody quick Right. Unless unless right. the story is like like Danielson does like to, to, to toy with them a little bit. That makes sense, you know. Oh sure. But he's you know, literally like back he's and twirling forth. uh Dan- Christopher Daniels on this show that we're watching like a pretzel right. and does and does the Hulk Hogan brother pose as he's choking him out. That's great. You know? that's, that's his new thing when he gets those submissions and he it. does the, he does the muscle flex. That's so awesome, dude. And you know why it works? Because he can do it. Yep. Because when yep. you have a guy in that position, you don't need your arms. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. How you can do it. I'll say, even though for every match so far I've said potential, I think this will probably be the best match of the show. Just because Danielson, you know, I'm just, I'm going with the uh, with the odds. I'm going and with the color. odds here, you know. I smell color here too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, either way, looking forward to it. And, and again, this is the first match together, so this is not the end of a story, but the start of something. So. uh Something violently beautiful. I guess we'll yeah, say. just 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 like this, uh, very brothers hug type of situation with Punk and MJF. Yeah, as as we're watching, people will know what we're talking about if they're watching AEW. Which yeah. I and there I it really is. Hope if you're listening to the show, you watch AEW. <laughs> there's the there's the uh, MJF nut kick that I said was gonna happen. They hugged and then MJF kicked him right in the nuts. So <laughs> and um so 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 many things here. Uh, if you if we just want to do like uh like like really like right off the tip of it type of like critique is that right off of uh Sean and Jericho at the end of their WrestleMania match same deal yep. also that's how MJF turned on Cody at the first ever full gear oh so, i didn't remember that that's yeah that's he kicked smart. him in i think he kicked him in the nuts yep so okay. which uh, for those who don't know MJF started as like Cody's best friend yeah i do remember you know? that Yep. And uh and like he was like his buddy <coughs> when, when he was shooting with the inner circle and he threw the towel for Cody when he lost to Jericho in the uh walls of Jericho. And uh and when um and then he kicked him in the balls and that led to a feud between Cody and MJF. Yep. 
So MJF's getting the beat down here uh, with uh, Spears and Wardlow out, but we'll get back to our pay-per-view preview. Uh, you know, we mentioned Danielson and Moxley teaming up and possibly teaming for the tag titles because the next match is a triple threat match. Jurassic Express is defending against Red Dragon and the winner of tonight's Battle Royal, which was the Young Bucks. Which I, I wasn't think, surprised. Yeah, not a surprise at all. Um, Jurassic, this, this is the first one where I'm like, the winner's clear. Jurassic Express is walking out with the titles here because the story with both of the other teams has nothing to do with the titles. Um, these two guys don't, the other two teams don't need the titles to continue their feud. So I, I guess the big question is just who eats the pin? And I would guess it's the Bucks. Um, uh, I, I would guess that the, the Bucks get pinned here. Maybe this is where we see Jay White. I don't know. Um, Here's the thing, though, that I do wonder is that the Bucks have the Bucks have lost. Now they went the chance for a good while as tag champs, yeah, because uh, they won in November of 2020 from FTR, and then they dropped it in September. So I'll give credit where credits due, but they lost it all out, and they lost in that wild. I think it was a six man tag mm-hmm. um, at full gear. Like that's gonna be three in a row. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying that the Young Bucks are that kind of like conscientious type of tag team where it's like hey um we need win back here we're kind of losing steam but that's the thing i do give credit to a lot of those elite the the whole crew yeah including cody where they were willing not to do the job they were willing to be a selfless performer yep. to come in the as the stars and say we're going to use our star power to make other people at our level and- Boy, the Young Bucks can have a tag match. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah this one they, has the potential to be really, like really good. Love. And I'm sure they've had matches in the past with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, they'll have that, that. That'll work as a dynamic. The dra- I got to give Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy a lot of credit. They can work with anyone. Yep. Like, you know, give them private party. Give them... Um, give them the gun club. Like, they'll be able... Or the ass boys. And they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like they won the title at a weird time because they won the tag titles and then they really haven't had an opportunity to do anything with them yet. So, like, their reign so far feels kind of forgotten. Even in this match, they're, like, the third piece. This is really about advancing a different story that doesn't have to do with them, I think. Um, so I hope that they don't kind of get lost in the shuffle. I think having them lose the title would be a really bad decision here because... Like I said, the other two teams don't need the title to continue their story, and it would just make the, the Jurassic Express title reign really be pathetic in in the history books. Like the, it, would, it would feel very secondary, <clears throat> right? And that's not what they want. I mean, they literally ended the first Dynamite on TBS, right? With um, them having all these challengers in front of them, and it's like right out the gate you lose, <laughs> right? Right, your first real challenger, you know, like right. They've had a few, but not not the Bucks and Red Dragon. I think done okay with Red Dragon. I was a little disappointed when we talked on the last episode about how I didn't feel like they were kind of um, uh, moving forward with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as wrestlers, but then I kind of took it back because it actually came out later that we didn't all know that Kyle O'Reilly had just gotten back from uh, um, his wife giving birth. So congratulations to him. Uh, I did like that joke where uh, the, I don't know if you saw it, where the, the Young Bucks and the Red Dragon were backstage and Adam Cole is playing the Peacekeeper, and they're having an argument about how many kids they have. Yeah. All the children are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that good. And that's the kind of humor that they're good at. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where people kind of, like, get a 
a little bit uneasy with like how they feel Adam Cole being pushed because they think he should be this super serious. Like I'm beating the crap out of everybody main eventer, and he shouldn't be this super humorous guy uh, and like turn it o- turn it on and turn it off. And I'm like, dude, if it's entertaining, just do it. Exactly. You and know? it didn't like didn't weaken the the segment. It didn't make the segment a right. comedy segment or anything like that. It was like a very natural thing that someone would say to try and diffuse the situation. With his friends fighting, like if all oh, your you, children are beautiful, right? If, you, if you, me, and Justin Rivera no are on the basketball court, and me and Justin are yelling at each other, and you're just trying to defuse it, you would make an awkward joke like that. You know what I mean? That's like, it's a normal response, I think. Yeah, it's called uh, what's the word I always use? Uh, um, not an icebreaker, but like uh, you know, a, yeah, it disarms you. It yeah. disarms you. Yeah. By the way, this just in: Tony Khan oh, no. has purchased Justin Rosero's basketball contract. <laughs> And not only has he purchased that, he has given Justin Rosero a buyout. Yeah. And now JT Rosero is now a millionaire. The Place to Be Nation network is now on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> and, no. and the North-South Connection is on Showtime. Actually, it is on Spotify. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if you knew that. The North-South Connection is on Spotify for everybody who needs to listen to it. And yeah. they don't have an iPhone. Yeah. And you know what? Neil Young has no problem with us, so... No, no, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a few that are following after that. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but yeah, I, I think this match is um, this is the first match of the show where it's like not that I'm not interested in it, but I'm not like hyped for this match. I feel like this is more of a stepping stone in a story. I, I think the match will be fine, but I'm not like oh man, I can't wait for that. I think what you tell, I think what you telegraphed that we talked before about is where we're going. Yep. Like this leads to something bigger. Yep. Right. Yep. So I, I think – do you agree that Jurassic Express retains though? Oh, yeah. I don't see him dropping the belt yeah. here. Okay. So they retain. Really, it's just a question of who gets pinned um, and how. And I think Jay White probably costs the bucks. That makes the most sense for the story is that Jay White costs them. So, uh, yeah, we'll move along to the seven-man face of the revolution ladder match. Speaking of Jay White, possibly. Uh, so far, we've got Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. So much hoss right there. Uh, oh my god. Do you remember that monster mash battle royal in ECW? Yeah, with like Mark Henry, Kane, Viscera. Wasn't it Big Daddy V? Big Daddy V, rest in peace, yes. Yeah, was Kali in that too? He was in the company at the time. Yeah, he I probably was. That. Yeah, I, I just remember having all these big guys. And, and you would think, and the reason why I remember it is that you would think, oh, this is so stupid. But then when you watch it in action, you're like... Yeah. Oh, this is kind of cool because nobody's smaller than the other guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, to you quote uh, Big E, it was big, meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, I, I like we got some big hosses, not just one hoss. Like Keith Lee qualified first and it's like, okay, yeah. And then Wardlow, okay, huh? And then Powerhouse Hobbs beat Dante Martin, which I thought was a little bit of a surprising result. And Me too. I think it was cool storytelling because then it's like, okay, well, is 10 going to beat Ricky Starks? Are we going to go full Hoss in this thing? But then Ricky Starks qualified by beating 10 from, um, uh, gosh, what's the faction name? The Dark Order. Dark Order. And then uh, Orange Cassidy is qualified as well. And do we have a qualifier in the show that's airing right now as we're taping? I, be- I believe, I think, I want to say Dan Lambert and... Uh, and the men of the year had a promo where That's they right. alluded to one with Scorpio Sky because remember Scorpio Sky won. He won last the first one, yeah. And he lost the he lost he almost immediately cashed in his title shot. Lost, yep. And he lost to Darby Allen, and he turned on Darby, and that's where his heel turn kicked off, yeah. where he eventually aligned with 
all ego Ethan Page. Yeah, he essentially quit, so I would quit SCU because he didn't want to be a tag wrestler. Won that match, right. lost his and, title uh, match, and became a tag wrestler again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but here's the, I will say there is a, a kind of the deviate. There is an evolution there. Yeah. Going on between Sky. All ego and um, Dan Lambert, where it seems like Sky's becoming a little unsure of how things are going. Yeah. And all ego is all in, no pun intended, but Scorpio is like, he's buying in, but he's not, he's wavering. He's right. not, he's not completely, like, he's not completely under the spell of Dan Lambert because he feels like the opportunities he thought he was going to get being in the men of the year have not happened. So, Which is you know, a good storyline, uh, and it's a reality, too, you know? Like, right. He hasn't done where, much and, for the past year. And that's where it can work. And it also works here because Scorpio Sky is not going anywhere. Like, like, I certainly feel like he's in a match. good place here. Yeah. Right. And I don't think he's going to win this match either. I, I can see him winning the qualifiers. We're going to know by the, by the time we're finishing up. But um, uh, I think the last spot is a wild card that we won't know until the show. Um, I would... Yes, so so maybe it's another's. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, I got breaking news. Oh no! Tony Khan has signed EC3. Oh the, my! He is the wild card for the latter. <laughs> Talk I about controlling say, a narrative. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I, I, just to kind of like go back to that about Impact show I went to. Um, Matt Cardona. Yeah. That dude is over. Like he, he's yeah. doing the Andy, he's doing the Andy Kaufman thing where he's I mean, fighting. Women. He's a guy that WWE wasted. So like again, I've, I think I've done a good job. Thirteen episodes in, not really ranting against WWE a whole lot. But man, you look at what this guy has done on his own, and realize WWE just crapped all over this dude, almost to punish him for getting over by himself. And it's like yeah. this is what you guys. And he's kind of following the lead that that Cody had helped him. Like not might helped him with but he has his he he's sort of doing what he did where it's like you know what i'm gonna get over everywhere right. i am and i'm just gonna hustle right until people notice me and they have to notice and me. in wwe's and defense what? i respect the hell right. out of that in that. wwe's defense like he couldn't get over the way that he has in he couldn't have done that in wwe he almost had to be released to do that but it's still just a, yet another example of this is talent that you had that you did nothing with I don't think it's going to be him. I mean, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, I think he's full in on like Impact Wrestling. I think and, it's like, one of uh, two GCW. guys. Yeah, I think okay. it. I think it could be Switchblade in a match, maybe, or I think it'll be Swerve. Isaiah, uh, uh, not Isaiah Swerve Scott. That was his WWE name. Yeah, Shane Swerve Strickland. Yep. Yeah. So. I think. I think he could. That's the rumor. It's not even rumor. I think Sean Sapp already sap bombed it. Oh, that, did he? Um, Okay. That he that he signed through Fightful Select. He okay. let that one go. Well, that, if he if he already confirmed that, then that to me is he's 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 the wild card then. And the other one that Melter has been all <clears> over, <throat> and and actually he this was so crazy, but he actually said it in a random interview on YouTube with some guy is Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is going to AEW. Yeah, I heard that too. I don't think he'd be in this match. I think he would debut. No, no. that would so, have to be the Dynamite after. Yeah, yeah, which is smart. You know, that's smart booking. So, um. So this match, I think this has the potential to be a, a, a wild match. Like, I know it sounds goofy, but just these big dudes climbing a ladder will be interesting to see. Like, 
what's Keith Lee going to do on a ladder? You know, like that's, there, he they can't have flip agility. off that thing. Right? They have someone. agility though. They can do things. Yeah. So, but I like, mean, I don't he can't do the be... dive off the ladder like Sammy did to Cody. Someone will die. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm, I'm saying he physically can. I don't know that another wrestler can physically absorb his weight and take that. You know, like oh, I, I that that is that's that is agreeable. Yeah. But um, for I I see Wardlow here. If I see a match with Wardlow, if I see a big match and Wardlow's in it and he <laughs> loses, and I don't want to WWEify it, but you got to have protections. Well, like, I, I think Wardlow wins this because if if you if we follow the breadcrumbs that have been left. Way way back, MJF said that Wardlow's going to win that and give him the the ring or the opportunity. opportunity. So essentially, he's basically said, Wardlow's going to win that match for me, and then I'm going to cash in. And I think that's your turn, is that Wardlow says, no, I won it. You know, not not on the night of the pay-per-view, but I think that's the catalyst, is that Wardlow wins, and then maybe the Dynamite after. Um, and, and you know what I say to those people who are like, yo, that sounds just like Triple H, Batista, Jordan, what? What did you already say on the show? You know why you you know why stories like that work? Yeah, because people like it. Right. Yeah. Triple H Batista <laughs> was a great story. You know, this is not if this stink bombed like a month in, they would have gotten out of it. Right. They did not because people like it. Like we just saw um, CM Punk get absolutely bludgeoned uh, going home into the uh, into the dog collar match. Notice that it was Sean Spears doing all the beating down, and Warlow yep. did nothing. Yep. You know, he's almost like. Not the good Samaritan. He does his. He does what he's asked when it's begrudgingly, but he does what he's asked. Right. It's just a matter of man. I really don't like this. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if they'd go this path with it, but it's been established before that Wardlow doesn't have an AEW contract. He is MJF's employee, so I wonder if he uses this as like mm, like this gets him. That. This gets him his AEW contract and frees him from MJF's. So in that sense, it's Ted DiBiase and Virgil. More than it is Triple H and Batista, you know what I mean? Like, oh wait, oh no, hold on. Oh no, Tony Khan has signed Virgil. Oh, Virgil no. is the wild card. In the face of the <laughs> you know how you spell revolution? V I R G I L. <laughs> this just you in. Can't spell revolution without a V. <laughs> wait, Andrew, Andrew, this just in. Oh no, Virgil. Has subscribed to HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyways, I think we're in agreement there. So, with, with so the how, for so, sure. what's the over under on the Tony signed somebody jokes? Oh, from us or from yes. the internet? I oh, mean, no, we're us. already at about twenty five. <laughs> Internet's so already. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started, man. <laughs> but um, for I mean, it will be a fun match. Like Powerhouse yeah. Hobbs can do stuff. Absolute Ricky Starks, love that motherfucker. Like he's gonna be able to, um, he's he's gonna be able to do some nice stuff. I'm glad he's getting the pay per view opportunity. I know he did the match with, uh, um, wasn't that that tag match with Scorpio Sky? Um, oh no, I'm wrong. It was Scorpio Sky and Brian Cage and Ricky Starks was in it, but it was like a cinematic match against Sting and Darby Oh Allen yeah, last way year. back when. Yeah, but he's kind of involved, but he wasn't like officially in the match, yeah. but. I'm just glad that he's getting the opportunity because I really, really enjoy watching him. Yeah, he's a guy who I don't want to say they've missed the opportunity, but it's like the the chances are dwindling, and it's like they got to strike soon. You know, Th- but is there going to be dissension between Hobbs and, and Starks, or we're not there yet? I don't know. I don't know. I, they haven't really planted any seeds. 
I think we'll at least get like a stare down or something where Ricky's climbing and Hops pulls him off or something like that. Um, right. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if you'd have Ricky break away from Taz or Hobbs break away from Taz. I feel like Hobbs it, fits better with like the hook vibe as like the cool dudes who just don't talk. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and Jay White's a good a good pick. And let's say they kind of go conventional with it instead of a wild card. Like like say they announce as we're watching as we're watching it and they announce like at Rampage they have like some kind of battle royal that yeah. to determine the winner or something like that I would like for it to be Trent Beretta Trent Beretta has yeah. been awesome yep, he had he a has. match with Jay White on Rampage I loved and then you've got a I, double a double dose because you got Hobbs and Starks together then you got Cassidy and Trent together yes um, you know which I, I by the way so Dan Housen will probably curse somebody in this match as well so <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dan Housen was the precursor yeah. Um, like, like maybe Danhausen was the one who like said, uh, uh, "Can you?" I don't know if you can do the Danhausen voice. I can't oh yes, 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 very evil, very. very uh, no, that, no I, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe Danhausen was the one who brought the brought the sale to the table. Yeah, he's like he's the middleman, the negotiator. <laughs> he was the he was the the mole that was sent by by uh, Carrie Silken. <laughs> Danhausen is the closer. Yeah. Only. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Yeah. This match has potential to be wild, though. Like, um, stuff we haven't seen before. I do like that Hobbs got in, like you said. Like, especially when I saw the qualifying match was Hobbs Dante Martin. It seems to you like, oh yeah, Dante Martin in the ladder match. That makes total sense. So Hobbs winning was a real surprise there for me. Uh, and I hope that he gets to do something pretty cool, like like a power spot. Like I think it'd be cool if one of these big guys like just breaks a ladder. You know what I mean? Like they just like break a ladder in half. You know, it, and even Orange be... Cassidy makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's a huge star. Like that makes total sense. Cassidy's a guy that's like I'm trying to think of his WWE comparison in the sense that he's always near the top of the card. He's not the main guy, but the fans respect him enough to where you can put him in a main event of any dynamite, and it's not going to feel forced. Oh, can... I, I've got one for you. Sure. It's this it's this guy. He's not there anymore. I don't know what happened to him. Dean Ambrose? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he's clearly not like... He's not going to be a title holder anytime in the future or anything like that. But if they got plagued by injuries or if COVID hit the locker room or something like that and they had to just call these Hail Marys, Orange Cassidy is a big enough name to where if you needed to put the TNT title on somebody in a surprise, he could do it. And the fans wouldn't would, – right. they would buy it. You, you want know? to pop a rating? Here's Orange Cassidy. Yeah. He had exactly. that, he had that awesome match with Adam Cole. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I think Cassidy's almost uh, underrated. Like I think to the point where he wrestles so much, whereas a lot of these other guys are spotty in their appearances. That like maybe he's oversaturated, but it's fine. You know, he, he never like I'm never like ugh Orange Cassidy because that's again. his personality as a character. He's right. just there. Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. To, by the way, I don't know what they're doing with Kip Sabian. I mean, he's got to be healthy at this point. I don't yeah, know if with, the, noticed, with the box over his head or with whatever. The bags over his head. Yeah. yeah, his bag or his box over his head. And the the one thing that's funny is that every match on Dark, he's in a different spot. He's like Waldo. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm watching him on in or in Universal Studios, uh, by the way, they're having another. Uh, they're having a special like AEW like show or Dark type of show in Universal Studios on. Thursday. Oh, so I'm sure it's already passed by the time you listen to this. But yeah, there was AEW wrestling on Thursday. Oh, hang on, I just checked Twitter. Breaking news. 
Oh, no. Tony Khan has purchased a season pass to Universal Studios. <laughs> and the fast pass for the Harry Potter ride. All everyone. <laughs> if Tony Khan could buy me, like, a genie, oh. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. get in the ring right now. <laughs> I Tony, I'll put over whoever you want, pal. I will, dude. Let me <laughs> let me say this about per diem, like, because I was looking at, uh, I was looking at an interview, or like they were confirming how Peter, pretty Peter Avalon is still there, but it's like per date, so he could do independent bookings. Mm-hmm. And I was, I remember when I was like doing extras work in college on the side, um, for like movies that were filmed in nearby, and you would just kind of stay oh, in cool. there for hours and like all day there, and like not pretty much doing nothing, being in a phony wardrobe. And um, I remember getting my check, and it was so small. And I remember thinking, this is what a professional wrestler must feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you did all this work, and all you got was a freaking genie pass at Disney World, right. and, you, and you lost the day of your life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I know we were going somewhere with it. Oh, Kip Sabian, I don't know what they're doing. Man, he's really talented. I know he had a serious injury. Um, I hope he – I mean, I guess they're just – I guess they're being very patient with him and uh, trying to figure out what to do with the character. But I, there's got to be a purpose to it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the purpose is yet, but we'll get to it when we get to it, I guess. Um where are we at on the card? I just lost my notes. Oh, next match is Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. This is one that uh, I'll just say it. Not really looking forward to it because I don't know what to expect from Chris Jericho anymore. The the mic work has been awesome. They had a really great uh, – both of them were really great on the mic uh, last week. I mean, one of my favorite things was when Jericho said to Eddie uh, – I can't even remember the word that he used, like fear of success, something like that. He goes, do you know what that means? And Eddie goes, no, I got a GED. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember uh, the ach- achieve something achieve, like achieve mania. I don't know. It, it yeah. sounded like a made up word. I don't know if it's real or not. But um, but yeah, essentially the story here is that um, and you know Eddie kind of got in the ear of LAX, which caused the inner circle to split. Which Santana and Ortiz are now not in the inner circle. Um, Jericho blames Eddie. Doesn't really take any to blame himself, although we probably should. And uh, they had a face-to-face where Jericho called Eddie a guy who's afraid of his own success, and the reason he fails is his own fault. Uh, and Eddie basically said, the only reason you succeeded is because I was never there to stop you, and I'd kill you anytime we ever fought. And they had some nice little in-ring uh, callbacks to, you know, your buddy Levesque and stuff like that. And uh, really great promos. Unfortunately for me personally, I just... I think Jericho in the ring is to the point where it's diminishing returns. I don't really know what you can get out of Chris Jericho in the ring anymore. Not that he's like bad. I don't think his matches are horrible. And that's understandable. Like at his age and yeah. you know, with with how much mileage he's put in, like there's a, there's got to be a saturation point from a performance standpoint. Now, obviously, that's motivation for him as a wrestler. Like, does that? I'm sure he hears the chirping. I'm sure, sure. he hears a lot of these people. And I think that was purposeful when he said in the middle of that Kingston promo, like, "I'm the big one." Yeah, not Moxley, Danielson, Punk, or Hangman. You know, we talk about the four pillars. I don't know Moxley, Danielson, Punk, or Hangman. You know, if the young guys are the four pillars, like that's your Mount Rushmore. Right. Like right. those are those are your dudes. But Jericho's there too. Yeah, and he's like, first champ. And that, you know, and he was the man. He was the first champ, like you just said. And like, I I like that. Maybe that's maybe that's um, hinting at something in the future. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So we're focused here on the Kingston thing, and I, 
I mean, Kingston is a guy who just makes everything work just because, number one, mm-hmm. crowd loves him. He seems Honestly, very real. Plays, yep. Very authentic. And a guy who's just, he's just relatable. So even when he's digging down deep and he's saying things that you know you wouldn't want to, you, you don't even believe. You're saying, I don't believe it. But that dude really believes in what he's saying, yeah. you know, and um, it kind of going back to the whole thing about believing you're right. Um, and his, and the thing, too, with uh, Kingston is that he was out for a while with his jaw injury. Hopefully he's 100 um, uh, percent. And or, or was it an eye injury? Yeah, it's an orbital bone, I thought. Orbital bone. Yeah, thank you. So hopefully he's good. He's good to go. But he was away for a while. And as the inner circle drifted apart, Kingston was almost this looming cloud. Yeah. And it created paranoia for Jericho. And now that Kingston is back in participating fully uh, cleared to cleared to perform now, like Jericho sees sees Kingston. Said, you know what? I hear so much about you and you're nothing but a jobber. Yeah. Like and like I that's. That's a really good motivation. I did like the idea, the very weird psychology of like the reason you always um, looked up to failure is because your family was a failure. Yeah, and that really stings. Right, riled Eddie up. Yeah. yeah, but there's reality to it too. Yeah. So what I like about the story too is like Jericho hasn't really turned heel, so to speak. You know, like I mean, he's a little bit more dismissive of Eddie. Uh, but he kind of hasn't liked that. He's, like, he didn't cheat against LAX. He didn't jump him or anything like that. He lost the match. He hasn't attacked Eddie. I mean, he's done some dickish things. But, yes, like, like, there's not he, out, um, Right. When he, when he did said the, that thing about LAX, I, get the, I always wanted to get the other guys. Yeah, anyway. Homicide and Hernandez, yeah. But, yes. like, there, there hasn't been a moment where it's like, boom, Jericho's a heel now. Like, he's still, like, you know, the crowd's still chanting the music. And even if he does go fully heel, the crowd will still chant to the music. But... I, I think it's an interesting progression of the character where it's not like one moment, like there's no barbershop window. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just kind of like a slower descent into who he really is, evil at the heart, you know? <laughs> so um, I just think that's an interesting twist rather than like this big beat down, shocking swerve, or even like an MJF kick in the nuts. You know, we haven't had that yet. Maybe we will get it, but. Yeah, I don't even think they touched. Uh, am I wrong about that uh, in the promo? Yeah, I don't that they think had? they did. I, I mean, know well, they had Jericho, the to Jericho give hit the idea. When, when they were in the tag match. Jericho hit Eddie with a drop kick when it was Jericho and Hager against LAX. You're, you're right about that. Yeah, you're he drop right kicked Eddie, that. but Eddie but hasn't I, hit him. I would like, I would like for it to be a motivation for Jericho, and that dude's a that's a he's one of the goats. So like, yeah. I, and he doesn't have to prove anything at this point. But you know, I like the idea that he wants to prove something. You yeah. know, where it's like, oh, the crowd really loves this guy, huh? Uh, I'm going to show them how much they loved me before. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think it'll be in an, in an, it'll be very similar to the MJF one they had at All Out, where it's like, it's going to be entertaining. Yep. There's going to be a good story told. Eddie, with, with a guy like Eddie Kingston, especially a pay-per-view match where he's on the stage, it's in good hands. Yeah. Like, he'll do something with that. I'm And no besmirching Miro. I like Miro a lot. He's coming back from a leg injury. That's why he's been absent. But he had a match with Miro that I did not think was going to be that good. Yeah. You know? And and he made some great stuff out of it. So I think the match will be fine. Is it going to be a four-star classic? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be as good as the Punk match yeah. or the Miro I, I, match. I think with this one, what I hope is that they keep it in a tight window. Uh, this one could fall apart if it goes too long. You know, 10 to 12 minutes seems perfect, though. You know? 
You start going into the 15 to 20 range, then it might be like, uh, I don't know. But if they get a tight 10, tight 12, it could be really, really good. And just to circle back for the ladder match as we're watching watching live, pal, mm-hmm. um, the, um, uh, the the last qualifying match is, or one of the last qualifying matches is going to be uh, All Ego Ethan Page versus Christian Cage. Oh, so, okay. so Ethan Page is going to win that, right? Probably, and that would like lend to the idea of Scorpio being paranoid of like, hey, why is this guy getting the chance and not me? Yeah, okay, so. cool. Yeah, Christian hasn't had a match in a minute. That's interesting. I don't know why. Yeah, because he's taking bumps and stuff like the gun club have attacked him multiple times, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just personal choice. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyways, we've got a couple more matches. Let's. Uh, we got two women's matches. Both women's titles are on the line. Can we just quickly talk about Jade Cargo versus Ty Conti? Because this is the one match on the card where I'm like, if you could cut something, I think it's this. There's no real story there. Jade Cargo said, who's going to fight me? And Ty Conti came out and said, I will. That's that's the storyline. Or you know what? I'll just say it the way Jade Cargo says it to Tony Schiavone. Cut the shit, Tony. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I get wanting her on the pay-per-view, uh, and she's going to win, clearly. But, I don't know, this is like, if you need to go to the bathroom or refill your snacks, this is when I'm probably going to do it for myself. Uh, and no, no disrespect, I think Jade Cargill st- does have star power. She's getting better, but there's no there's no juice to this match at all. So Right. This like, is just... and, and, he, and she's getting, there was that one moment when they were teasing, like, uh, their match where uh, she gave Daikani a snug pump kick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. God flush yeah and the thing about ty Connie is and i'm not saying she's not safe i think she's good at what she at making her stuff look real because i think like she's into like the brazilian type of jujitsu type of stuff and she does a lot of these like moves mostly named after her <laughs> and that where they look real and they look stiff and jay cargo's like oh I'll, i could do a stiff kick watch this shit. <laughs> kicks her right in the Ooh, chest right in the face <laughs> yeah. i am not promoting like hey let's stiff the crap out of each other for five minutes and go home but it's like right but cargill looks like a star she's gonna win this conti has a lot of wins on her belt like we've talked about before so it's a good win i'm looking more forward this, to the women's yeah this feels like like goldberg versus conan in a 1998 pay-per-view you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah conan's a name yeah taikati somebody but nobody but we know who's winning right yeah right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but the other title match is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, finally taking on Thunder Rosa uh, for the Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa has Mercedes Martinez on her side. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker has uh, Jamie Hayter, who still wavers here and there. feels like that storyline maybe got put yeah, on the back burner. Yeah, they kind of deviated just a tad where she, she still doesn't do the DMD, like yeah. you mentioned. But um, Mercedes Martinez was in a situation where... She had that uh, brawl with Thunder Rosa, which yep. was a fun match. But the fallout of it was that um, Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, wanted to get Mercedes to um, kind of like beat her down some more. Mercedes was having second thoughts, and Jamie was like, all right, well, I'll beat the crap out of you then. Yeah. And so Jamie is kind of tailed off to having a, like, a mini feud with Mercedes. Um, where Mercedes is now aligned with Thunder Rosa because, you know, good friends, better enemies, or uh, whatever the word. <laughs> like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. And uh, and Britt is focused on Thunder Rosa. I did like their promo for the contract signing. I thought it was – I thought it kind of – I thought there was, like, some nice lines. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Britt, From Thunder Britt Rosa, too. So like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. 
just Brit carrying all the talking. I thought Thunder Rosa held her own there. Um, does this is this where Breaker loses her title? Do you think? No. No. No, not yet. Yeah, it's we're going on a year. I think they go fans would buy it if it happened. I don't think people would be like, "What?" I think Thunder Rosa's maybe one of the only females that's big enough to to do that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it happens here. And also, they can work off the magic of the St. Patrick's Gate. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> that's a don't cut show. that. <laughs> no, that, that's a real we're live pal moment right yeah, there. Right. Um, St. Patrick's Day match, uh, where um, they they really I mean that's a match that is beloved. If I had to do a top five, that's probably one of my five favorite matches ever in AEW. Yeah, and I think a sure. lot of fans would agree. Yeah. So and, so they have good chemistry. People will be into it just because of their how much reverence they have for that match. It's not necessary for Thunder Rosa to have to win. Even if Thunder Rosa loses, I don't think it hurts her that much. The only thing that makes me raise my eyebrows, though, is I don't think there's any chance to tag switch. Jade Cargill's not losing, and I don't think Hangman Page is losing. So if they say, well, we need a title change, that's the only one I think that you could. Now, that's me thinking like that they have to approach a show and have a title switch. You don't have to. Everybody can retain. But if their mindset is, well, we need a title switch or we need something, this is the only title match that I think could realistically have that happen. Yeah. yeah. And now, now there is there is one uh, involving the face of the revolution, but I don't know if that's necessarily in the same ballpark as what we're talking about with Money in the Bank kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't see it. It's too swervy. And right. no, not Shane Swerve Strickland. <laughs> like, I just don't see like if like say Wardlow won and Wardlow says, "All right, uh, Sammy Guevara is weakened in the tag match that we'll talk about in a second. Right. Uh, all right, I'll I'll cash in and beat him. Yeah. I don't see it. Like I don't I, see it because I don't. I think that trios match probably opens the show for one thing. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. If it's later and the ladder match is first, then you might be like booking by numbers and saying oh okay i see something coming up but no i don't see it. like that's i was just thinking of other potential sure. weird title changes and i just don't but you you know it might be closer than people think thunder rose is like a legit competitor like right. this is someone who if she's in a match i know i know that she's got a shot yeah, and she beat Britt Baker in that last match yep. on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost a year ago. I mean, the anniversary of that match. Like we're in March now, so um, yeah, I think this match will be fine. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Thunder Rosa wins, but I, I expect Britt Baker to retain. So uh, we've got one more match that we'll talk about, and it's the one you just mentioned. We got a trios match. This one's a weird one. I don't know the Matt Hardy stuff. Ugh. Anyways, Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, are taking on Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Um, story there is Isaiah Cassidy uh, basically was a joke in the uh, Keith Lee debut. Matt Hardy's kind of disgusted with him, just turns his back on him, and like this is his is this what his final chance to do something, so to speak. Right. The story from um, that was reported by Fightful Select was that. That this was supposed, this was not supposed to be a six man at first. It was thrown in later. I don't know if it was maybe because of 
booking got got kind of mixed up and they wanted to throw more names in it so they kind of like aligned Darby sure. Allen and Sammy Guevara I don't really not sure because Darby and Guevara had a great match the one thing I really hated that AEW I hated that ending involving Andrade yeah I the, understand the iPad the, shot the or whatever the butt. yeah but don't let it cost the match yeah like I just didn't like it. So, but so, but it was to lend to this idea that Darby and Sammy are um, kind of teaming up, not reluctantly. They're kind of just like, you know, like classic baby faces. They even came out to save Punk in this show that we're watching. So, you know, they're kind of like typical baby face, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, that just also shows that Guevara is in a nice position where it's like, oh yeah, that's a star. Yeah, exactly. And Darby Allen, I mean, we've talked about this over and over. That is a legit star in AEW. You oh, don't even 100%. Question it. Yeah. yeah. When they come out and Sting comes out, crowd's going crazy. You know? Yep. yep. Um, I could see this being like the, the pre-show match, honestly, though. You know, just get some stars out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty clearly the baby faces are going to win. Get the fans. This this just reeks of the opening match to me, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But you know I mean like nothing really at stake. The results aren't in doubt, but it'll still be fine. Uh, hopefully, Matt Hardy's barely in the ring. Like I'd rather watch Sting than Matt Hardy at this point, and Sting's sixty two years old. <laughs> so how uh, I mean, and he can have an entertaining match, but there is a there is a cap down. The thing, the difference between Sting and Chris Jericho, Sting understands which spots to hit. Right, exactly. He is not fooling himself, and I'm not saying Chris Jericho is delusional. I'm saying Chris Jericho <laughs> is taking his time. I'm not saying Chris Jericho is delusional. <laughs> okay, Sometimes, okay. If he's thinking he's having the best match on the card, he is delusional. Right. Because Brian fucking Danielson is on the card. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I mean, I keep going back to it. This is like the MJ of indie wrestlers, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. The thing that's amazing, like, going back full circle, them buying Ring of Honor is that, you know, Danielson came up, you know, um, I mean, Shawn Michaels trained him, but he came up through Ring of Honor. And the funniest thing is that it's almost like Jordan in the late 90s is the, with the Bulls where, like, that whole Dream Team era passed. He was – or, like, kind of getting near his expiration. He was still there on top. Yeah. You know? And I could – and Danielson, like, that whole era is passed. The era of Honor is passed. Danielson is still there. Yep. Like, and he's at the peak of his body. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's going anywhere for a while. Like, he's not even, but, like, slowing down. Punk is punk is almost from a from a popularity standpoint beyond that. Like I I wouldn't even look at him as like the wrestler. I see Punk as the star. Right. And that's okay to have stars. That's what they're here for to pump out this pay per view. Though in terms of buy rate, the popularity, I don't know if it's going to match all out. Jordan, I think that guy. Yeah. No, I I don't think so. See that that all out was the I don't want to call it the peak because that makes it look like everything's downhill from here. But I think there, I think there are better days ahead than All Out. But like, we're not there yet. Like, it's All Out was really it's that that energy is going to be really hard to match. I think this is a fun show though. Yeah, I think this will be a real show. I'm, I'm amped for it. I think again, my thoughts going in is: is there anything I want to see? Yes. Is there anything I don't want to see? Yeah, Jade Cargo match. But it's not like I don't dislike her. I mean. I think our opinion of her is pretty much universal agreement with most people. She's very, very green, but she's got a ton of potential. But this is just a filler match. Like, so it's not like a, oh, get her off the show so much as, yeah. you know, everything else, though. Like, I'm I'm intrigued in not just 
the storylines, but the match quality. I think we're going to have a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stories. And it's really cool. Like, it just takes me back. Like, I don't just want to watch the show. I want to watch the show and the Dynamite the next week, you know, yeah. like the Fallout. So, And having it in Jacksonville kind of gives you that feeling of, like, yep. it's like a party. It's like a festival. Yep. Like, where it's like, it's just AEW everywhere in Florida. Where's Ron DeSantis? But, like, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like like it's just not it's not gonna stop it just keeps trickling down they're gonna have a fan fest i would have to guess right um media scrums and blah 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 and then have the big one i wish it was on a saturday instead of sunday but i i understand right you know there's probably right. something on a saturday that i'm not thinking of i think it's a ufc fight involving i think it's Jorge Masvidal, right uh yeah but i'm trying to think of who he's fighting because i don't follow what? ufc a lot but i saw it like pop up on an ad Okay. Uh, on one of my social media. So it's, I understand the me the reason to move it. Like I get right. it. There's there's logistical reasons. WWE does the same. Um, but the the thing with uh, it's Colby know, Covington I, versus Jorge Mas. Okay. Yeah. That yeah the MAGA guy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's controlling his narrative, uh, Andrew. <laughs> oh wait, I, I have an announcement. Uh oh. For your narrative as signed Colby Covington. Oh my! Eat that, Tony Khan. <laughs> Well, I hope that signing worked out as well as in MMA as WWE's did with Caden Velasquez. Right. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Change so, subjects. Hang on. I've got breaking news. Uh-oh. Control Your Narrative is striking back. They've taken Brian Kendrick from AEW. <laughs> the thing with... <laughs> I'll say, let me say this about the Brian Kendrick. I only I don't know if we talked about it because he was supposed to wrestle. Who was he supposed to wrestle? Uh, Brian Danielson. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, Danielson and Kendrick came up together in Shawn Michaels Academy. That's the yeah. first time I ever saw Brian Danielson. He was in a mask and he was wrestling Yankee. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's the first time I ever saw him. But anyways, yeah, uh, he got do- uh, Kendrick got doxxed for saying things where he was denying the Holocaust and. Those kinds of things that you would imagine being said. And um, and there was this one funny part where Sabu was like, hey, I didn't hear what he said. And somebody screenshotted it and he just replies, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it was Moxley that he was supposed to wrestle. I just, I just Googled it. Oh, okay. And so Tony pulled the offer, basically. And <laughs> I don't know. We didn't get the debut, after all, of Brian Kendrick. Yeah. So. We did get the debut of Buddy Matthews, so... Whatever. That was cool, and I was looking at the YouTube views, Jordan. That's mm-hmm. got a million views. Like, the House of Black, they just had a promo. They're popular, dude. Yeah. They don't need to be on the card. They're not, they're yeah. Not- yep. And they're, they're a weird act because the crowd loves them, and they clearly wrestle as heels, but the crowd doesn't oh very incendiary yeah. yeah yeah very evil yeah. and not the dan house and yeah, comical no. <laughs> evil like the actual evil black ooze and stain your soul type of evil right right exactly so <laughs> so i mean would it be nice to have him in i mean malachi was in a tag match with uh um with cody in the full gear show but it kind of felt like a throw-in yeah um almost like this one involving sting darby sammy and andrade yeah, and, i think there's an argument to be made that to I not be on the card rather than to be just in a filler match might be better for you you know because if you're in filler then, right. then you get cast as your space filler whereas these guys still come off special you know yeah so. the only thing that i didn't notice for uh um revolution that does feel a little different is that of the distance of time between the pay-per-views so the one the one 
cheat that I will say is that they had Grand Slam in Queens, and yes, that was a televised event on cable. It felt like a paper. It really event. did, yeah, because it felt like a big. I mean, that was the show. biggest rampage. Well, I wouldn't say the biggest rampage ever. The biggest rampage ever was Punk's debut, but they it treated nice it and like right. yeah. That didn't have wrestling. It right. was just punk. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Whereas this was wrestling, like a wrestling dream. You're in New York, 19th out, biggest crowd they've ever had. Um, and that was like maybe like two weeks after All Out. And Full Gear was about a month and a half after <clears throat> Grand Slam. And then we had this long divid between Full Gear and Revolution yeah, really, where you had shows. Had like, what, Winter is Coming might, might have been Winter like the is only Coming, ones. the debut Beach on Blast. Yes. Beach Blast, Bad of the Belts, which was a stinker. Yeah, Hopefully the second show. one in Texas is better. But, um, yeah, just a long, just long story short, just, there was a long divot of time where they let it they, – they didn't really brew, like, anything to get to the next one. It's just a matter mm. of, hey, what's – except for CM Punk and MJF, where it's like, hey, what can we kind of do at this point from a storyline perspective that we – that would work? And have a really good match, and this is what they came up with, and that's okay. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing wrong with a, a a match card where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And I honestly, just personally, always prefer those shows. I like the, I like those shows. The bear, I call them buried treasures, where they're like everyone talks. I'll give you an example. Everybody talks about WrestleMania 17. No way out is even better. Oh yeah, well, that was with Triple H in Austin, right? Austin and Block and Angle and like all yeah. types of other. I like that one more. That had the because... really good like four way match with Jericho and X Pac and gosh, I don't remember the other two guys. Maybe Benoit was in that, but Benoit and uh, and Eddie. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was an awesome match too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those. It was. Just, it's one. It's just one of those shows where everything worked clicked. out perfect. Yep, it all clicked. And and it's not long, and it's not. And it's not epic. It's just a really awesome show, yep. you know. And All Out is a great epic show. Is this an epic show? It doesn't even have like Omega versus Hangman, which had this huge story and it was blowing off with the big entrance and stuff. It doesn't even have that for Revolution. But I'm not saying it's lesser than. I'm just saying that you can do different things because you don't have this like responsibility of oh we gotta punch him in the face we need a surprise no why don't you just have an awesome wrestling show yep and they have the roster to do that you know correct not just the roster but i think they have the creative too like i mean with losing cody we've kind of learned a little bit and there was a miro interview too where um essentially obviously tony khan is the booker but he doesn't uh hamstring or not hamstring uh handcuff by saying you have to say this he basically says here's an idea of what i'd like you to say you come up with it you know um and i think we see the positives of personal freedoms there within the company, you know, there might be some negatives and that some stuff might miss, but sometimes I'd rather watch a show where guys go out there and have the chance to swing and a miss rather than, you know, the a big swing and a big miss. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, uh, like last year's revolution with the, the pirate, well, the pyro, but yeah, the, the explosion ring, not exploding. I, you know, we weren't doing the show yet when that happened, but like, and we talked, but we did talk about it in our year end stuff where I, it was one of my least favorite moments. And the reason why it's like, did I want someone to die and explode in a ring? No. Um, but like, you, you said it was going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know what? And then you gave us sparklers, basically. So, you know what? I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Khan, 
said that we would he would make he would make up for that. It's a oh. year. Oh. Is Hangman Page gonna get blown up Wait in the a ring? Second, Andrew. Breaking news. Oh no. Breaking news. Tony Khan has bought Acme products from the Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think we just figured out the ending of the show. <laughs> well, he didn't that was that was actually a pretty easy transition because I think Warner Brothers already owned it on the yeah, lot. There you go. He just had to walk over the lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Roger Rabbit cartoon. He just took that cartoon hole and he walked through it. You know. <laughs> now we know what the E in Wiley Coyote stands for. It yeah, stands elite. for Elite. <laughs> Wild Elite Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. It's okay to like have a bunt and a miss and like uh, and it's like oh man, Punk <clears throat> Kingston's pretty good and Brian Danielson Moxley. I think this is gonna be awesome. Oh really? It is awesome. Punk and then Punk and um um uh, JF. It's like ooh, that was violent. Yeah. Like it's cool. Like it kind of reminds me of Full Gear. The difference is that and it, is that Full Gear had that one little special thing where it was like that main event. That that Kenny Omega Hangman Page main event that everybody in AEW who had really like hung on to that story and been waiting for, yeah, they were waiting for, and that it doesn't feel like that much pressure, but it's okay to not have pressure. Yeah, it feels like a show that isn't the big culmination, but it's the next stop to st- to a lot of places. Yeah, and there's a lot of time in between. Well, yeah. I take that back. Double or nothing's about two months away. Yeah, maybe you know? like Memorial. Yeah. Is it Memorial Day weekend? I believe so. Let me yeah. look at my. Uh, and that's in Vegas. It um, is. It's going to be in the. I don't remember where. Actually, I do remember. It was in the MGM brand. Yeah, but they when moved they did out the very of that. first one. This one's in the T-Mobile Arena. I'm not good with the Vegas shows or yeah, the Vegas arenas, but I'm sure it's got a pretty good. It's bigger. We know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, that's going to be on May 29th. I would have to assume the Memorial Day weekend. That, that, that sounds it's, right. Yeah. It's also on a Sunday. And they're going to Vegas. The other thing that they announced is that they're going to go to the Forum in Los Angeles. This is where the Lakers used to play. Hey, listen, um, bigger announcement. They announced they're coming to Detroit, my man. Oh, my Finally. God. Yeah. I felt so. I was happy for you. Yeah, and now this one's late. And it's actually the day before my birthday, January 29th. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, for the first time ever, Dynamite and Rampage are going to be in Detroit. Um, I don't have to harp too much about how I'm not going to be at the New Orleans show because I'm going to be out of town. Right. They all also said they're going to be because uh, they're doing a lot. We had talked about this, I think, on the last show that they're doing a lot of stops in the in in the in the South. But then, but then they were randomly in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, was Scott Criscolo there? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was there. Oh wow! Yep. I can't wait to listen to the event to see what he thought of it. I, I, I um, think he thought. I think he came out of it pretty positively. So yeah, like they're doing all this stuff in March um, down south, like Texas, South Carolina, for the first time. Then they go to Boston. New Orleans for the first time, Garland, Texas, Pennsylvania, and uh, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and then they go, um, then they go back to Baltimore for the first time since the first ever Full Gear in 2019. That was the infamous one where they got fined because former WCW announcer Chris Cruz whistle blew them about the violence in the Kenny Omega John Moxley match. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not. Do you remember Chris Cruz? Yeah, I do. That's like a- yeah. It's a 90s thing, tatt- right? Basically tattled, and the Athletic Commission, uh, like, find them. The bulk of Maryland. Geek. What a geek. <laughs> I mean, where is Joe Frazier when you need him? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to check on the cuts in this match. Right. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, you're right. Las Ve- then then Long Island again, uh, Las Vegas, uh, and and then double or nothing and hit the West Coast, yep. uh, and Detroit. Yep. But um, yeah, maybe they'll maybe it's like a callback to Lakers Pistons. You know, we're going to L.A. Right. Now we're going to the and there and the, the uh, tell me the thing about uh, that's interesting about Detroit's venue. Oh, it's Little Caesars Arena. Like my thought was that they didn't want to do Little Caesars Arena, and they were just maybe looking for something smaller because that's like the Pistons, Which is the what Red they Wings. Do normally, like they're in the UNO Lakefront Arena. That is not Smoothie King Center. Yeah, that's like half as big. Yeah, like I mean, LCA is uh, that's Pistons Red Wings home arena. Like I thought they were maybe looking for something. Uh, this is that's where Raw comes. That's where you know when WWE's here, they're in the LCA. You know, have you been there before for an event? I have not. Um, I'm actually going to. I, I don't think he it's listens, fairly but, new, right? Yeah, uh, a couple years old. Um, and I don't watch hockey, so I don't go for the Red Wings, and I haven't gone to a Pistons game because they're terrible. Um, <laughs> but this will be my first time there. My son was actually just there for the first time. He went to a concert this past week. Um, so, uh, I mean, I've heard nice things about it. It's just wildly expensive for two teams that are really really bad so it's kind of got like a sour taste with detroit people because they tore down joe lewis arena which was an old wwe place the old red wing stadium um right you know that had a lot of history and you know for a basically a, it's a corporate stadium you know i haven't been inside of it yet so i'm sure i'm sure the seats are fine i'm sure it'll be fine uh, but i was surprised that they're going with such a big venue so um we'll see when we get there. I'm, I'm definitely going to buy tickets. Um, I think they go on sale the day the show comes out. So we'll see if I get some there or if I go to the resale. Uh, but I'll be there in June, and I will report uh, with pictures to you via text as well as, yeah. of course, here on our show. So so my surrogate was Impact Wrestling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. Had to, I had to get the libido out somehow as a wrestling fan. I was like, man, if I can't go to AEW, I'm going to have to. And they went to the Alario Center. Uh, and it's a very it's a very small arena, and I was trying to tell Ryan this because we went together, and um, it was a weird. If you want me to pontificate in my sports reporter segment of the of the show, uh, where like it was a really weird feeling where like the line was very small. It wasn't like it wasn't like we, it, I didn't feel like I was in a USWA TV taping, but. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't that small, but it felt like almost like full sale kind of thing, where you, it's like it, it felt intimate. But here's the thing that's funny, Jordan. Like you go in there, and the production looks good, the camera work looks good. There's names that you've seen before. The wrestlers are fantastic, mm-hmm. but it had the feeling, and maybe this is more of like a, maybe this is more speaks to the landscape of pro the pro wrestling industry in general, where everything looks good. The wrestlers are great. If you didn't even have the name on the on the apron, you would think it's a WWE event. Yeah. It's really nice stuff, but it felt like I was at a really well attended college book reading. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was. Here's the thing, Jordan. It was lot. It was on pay per view, right. and I know pay per view doesn't mean as much as it did in the 1990s. But you get what I'm saying. It's like a weird amalgam of everything. Right. Where and and you know I had fans behind me who were much younger, like in their teens, and they were yelling at everything, kind of, kind of almost like marking out. And and then ahead of me there was like uh, this one actually I thought was really like my favorite moment. I met a I met an older lady whose son was there, and he um he's autistic. And uh, we had a nice conversation. They were originally from Illinois, moved to New Orleans, and uh, she told me his name was Austin, and she named him after Steve Austin. Oh, I thought wow. that is fucking badass. <laughs> like, and he like, I was like, oh, how's his memory with wrestling? He's like, he loves it, and I feel like a lot of fans really do 
like if you really love wrestling, you remember those things, all the all those results, like you and I probably do, just from oh, yeah. watching all of it. Oh yeah, it, it's fun, and you know, it's just it just goes to show, just like the title of the show on uh, North South Connect, just Impact TNA just never dies. Like, yeah, it really doesn't. It will never die. Even even when I'm watching it, I'm like, like it's it's not alive and well, but it's not going away. Um. Moose was a Moose is a star. Yeah, he's great. Moose Moose is fantastic. Um, he wrestled W. Morrissey, who used to be Big Cass, yep. and the tag match where, uh, uh, going all the way back to the Ring of Honor announcement, it was it's called Honor No More because they were former Ring of Honor wrestlers who left after the the company folded, and um, they were in a tag match against Impact guys, and the big swerve was that uh. Eddie Edwards turned and joined Impact uh, Honor No More. So, but it was a really fun tag match. PCO mm-hmm. um, is nuts. He's absolutely oh, nuts. He's like fifty-five years old and he's insane. He's completely insane. Um, and I saw Speedball Mike Bailey. He's pretty good. Matt Cardona is over. I he's got the whole package. I cannot mm-hmm. like you were just to just to piggyback, which is I just can't believe WWE didn't fucking do something with that guy. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but that that's my impact report. It's just the wrestling landscape is really weird where everything looks pretty and everything's everybody looks like they're they do fantastic work. It's like stuff that blows away the late 90s indie shows, but no one watches it. Right. It's just weird. Well, I guess maybe to really circle back and nice put a bow on the on our show is it'll be interesting moving forward with the, the Ring of Honor acquisition that we kicked off the show with. That's the big news, of course, you know. Did Tony Khan buy a library or did he buy a second promotion? You know, because like there's a lot out there and there's a lot of good wrestlers out there and there's not room for them all in AEW. There wasn't even room for them all in WWE. So is he buying it? You know, we're going to see as time goes on. Like, did he buy a library? Even, he, if, even if he only bought trick. a library, that's great. That's here's a great the purchase. trick. Exactly. He didn't buy contracts. Right. All those contracts are released. Right. So. He didn't buy. Um, he didn't buy Danhausen. He Danhausen signed independently. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody else um, who was like in Ring of Honor, and like at the end, um, Jonathan Gresham. Like, yeah, he didn't sign Jonathan Gresham. I mean, Jay Lethal um, came over before the this whole thing came down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all I can think of. Jonathan Gresham's doing his own thing with. Uh, I can't think of the name. He's got a weird name for his company. If you want to commodify Ring of Honor, it's awesome, you know, and I don't want to make it like AEW's is awesome, like, or this, like, holier-than-thou mainstream promotion that needs to, like, thumb their nose at little old Ring of Honor that they picked up off the street, but it does legitimize Ring of Honor in some way. Yeah. Uh, And I don't want to say that in a disrespectful manner of the work that was put in that promotion. There's a lot of great wrestling. Well, it it legitimizes them in a way that that wrestling fans would love for WWE to acknowledge. Like, Tony Khan, that's that's where he's got his finger on the pulse, you know, more so. People, like, criticize him for being a fanboy, but... Just coming out and saying Ring of Honor on TV to to his crowd is a big deal. Whereas WWE would never say that, they yeah. they wouldn't do that. You know. You know what made you know what was one of the things Jordan that made that pipe bomb work so well. <clears throat> he dog whistled these different words in the wrestling industry that, that you and I and internet fans and j- mainstream wrestling fans know that the dog just didn't recognize. Right. So it was truly like he said breaking the fourth wall, yeah. and. 
is this a breaking of the fourth wall? Not really, because I feel like the fourth wall wasn't broken. It was literally thrown out the top of a building and stepped on a thousand times. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay to know that. Where I have a problem with is when the fans, like you had said, with control your narrative, oh, step their boundaries and decide, you know what? We want to be the star of the show, yeah. you know? And that came, and I'll tell you where that came from. It came from Tony Khan's babe, like his, his, the thing that he built his whole foundation of a wrestling company under ECW. That's where it started, where the fans felt beholden. Where mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is ours. And it's okay to feel that way as fans, but it's the wrestlers too, and it's the promoters too. Yeah. I feel my only fear with Tony Khan, I don't, I'm not saying he's on a power trip um, after the, with the fallout with Cody leaving and him kind of being in control of things. I'm not saying that. Um, my only fear is that if he if he really reaches out a little too far with like getting ahead of things and not dialing it back, it can't. It might become overbearing. It might get to a point where it's like you can't keep making these promises and putting your neck out there and saying, I'm going to do something revolutionary, no pun intended, and <laughs> it doesn't happen. You right. can't keep doing that over and over again. Yeah. You, just, you just can't keep pulling off the surprises. Right. But as long as the surprises work, I mean, you can keep going to that well until they stop. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's a roll of the dice. I mean... We talked for a couple of days leading up to this about what the big announcement would be, and we were thinking, one of the things we were thinking was a UK show, and we both were like, you know, if that was the big announcement, that would have gone over like a fart in church. Buying a company that's been around for two decades, that delivers, you know, so I understand where you're coming from. And it means something to those fans. Yeah, I understand where it you're coming from something. in the sense of the fear of not delivering, but when it does deliver, then you have the freedom to do it a second time and another time until it doesn't and then then we'll see if he if he if he doesn't deliver and he goes back to that well that's when he'll really be put to the test so um i guess that's maybe a conversation for another time because we're we're at a couple hours now and we've got a pay-per-view to watch (laughs) um so we'll wrap it up here and we'll be back in a couple weeks uh when tony khan will have bought impact probably or control your narrative he's never gonna buy impact Impact. one more i've got one more Uh oh more news this is a big one okay ready yep Tony Khan has signed the Batman. Oh my gosh. However, he has to wait for the 30-day no-compete in the theater. Oh. Wait, which Batman? Is it Affleck <laughs> or Robert Pattinson? Well, um, we're going to have to get the Flash on that because he can go to the different universe. Yeah. Let's, call ben, <laughs> let's call Ben Morse. Uh, we'll see. We'll bring him in as our resident expert. That's where that's that that's where that's where Vince is getting on the phone with Johnny. He said, "You signed the wrong Batman. <laughs> Give me the Martian Manhunter." <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh, that would be Vince McMahon. I need a superhero, and he signs Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> then then he has him lose on Mars. <laughs> well, I am listen. It didn't happen this time. Maybe something comes in the few uh, in the next few days that we aren't sure about yet. But like, yeah, if it if it, if it's integrated with Time Warner, hey, breaking news, guys. We talked about this months ago. Right. It's going to happen. Right. Like, right. Yes, it's tied in. Have you seen the TNT TBS sizzle reels where they promote all their programming? AEW is there with the freaking Avengers uh, for their syndicated movies and like The Rock and John Cena and like. This is how corporations work, and AEW, not only are they a clear number two, they're a clear mainstream promotion. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sure is. Um, but uh, it's a promotion that likes to give us blood and guts, and they're shy about it. We saw some blood tonight with CM Punk. Uh, this Sunday, we'll probably see some blood from Hangman Page before he even gets in the ring. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be more blood and guts to be found. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about who bled, who was gutted, and uh, <laughs> everything else up in a revolution. Andrew, as always, it's been a great couple of hours to chat with you. I enjoy this every time we Me get too. together. And uh, I like that AEW always gives us something to talk about. In our text exchange, we always say, well, we don't certainly don't have a problem of not knowing what to talk about if anything Correct. we have to figure out how to talk about everything i'm looking at our notes there's so much we didn't even get to. it's tonight. our universe exactly <laughs> yeah i think it's a multiverse at this point it's so big so but yeah for andrew reach uh i'm jordan duncan enjoy revolution You are